the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, Friday, TGI Friday. Look out now. I'm glad it's Friday. Dad, I am glad that it is. By the way, Matt Smith is here, of course, from Riverdale 10. And uh, Alan Kerr wanted me to tell you that he's sorry, but he really screwed up because he gave you the wrong date. Oh, that's okay. I I mean, he said, he told me, tell him I really wanted him on. I wanted to talk to him. It was cool. I mean, I just, um, that was Tuesday night, and I was taking about 20 members of my staff, my uh, excellent customer service award winners for the month of May. Oh. I was taking them to uh, an Arkansas Travelers game. Oh, cool. Tuesday. And so when he wanted me on from 5 to 6 on Tuesday, (laughs) I couldn't do that. I I was headed down to the game, and Gates were at 6. Right, and I was trying to get everybody and their wives and kids and or husbands and kids gathered up and get them in and get them some concessions and you know get get us a picture together before the game kicked off. So you know, did I, you I, throw out the first pitch? Oh no, no! Come on, no, you got to no, do that. No, they'd have to let me play the Star Spangled Banner, brother. I'd have to. You want to sing? No, man, I go out there and plug oh, in. Oh, okay. That you want to do Jimi Hendrix? With that Marshall, absolutely. <laughs> Who doesn't want to do Jimi Hendrix? <laughs> Jimmy's the man. Come on, Jimmy. All right. Well, Lance Preston is going to be on with us at uh, 3.30 right after Matt from the Travelers. they got a big car show coming oh, up Oh, Lance this is coming on? Yeah. Oh, I love Lance, man. I love those guys out Lance there, the is Travelers. My friend. I, I, I love Lance. He's such a good guy, man. He, I've he, known him. He works hard. He, he's the hardest working man in the. He works hard at AAA, having fun. Hey, the AAA baseball <laughs> business. He's the guy, man. He's small town baseball, hardest working guy in that business. But I remember, um, you know, before he got out there, when he was working in radio, and he's he's just a good guy all the way around. I, I really like him. Ah, yeah, they get travelers underrated for a place to go to. I've already been to three what? games this year. Tra- I love travelers. If you're baseball. not at the travelers game, you're just you're just silly. Well, if you like baseball. Go see it. I mean, it's. I'm going to tell you, it's a couple of steps above college ball. Agreed. And then you get into AAA, and you're really watching Major League Baseball because those are guys who are just waiting to get to the big game. So uh, yeah, I go to I go to Memphis at least twice a Love year. Love that ballpark. Uh, Oklahoma City. Love that ballpark. Oh, uh, and man, you talk about building something up in Oklahoma City around that ballpark. Yeah. That's an amazing entertainment venue now in Oklahoma yeah, yeah. City. That whole area right there on the river is great, and and you know it's it just it's just a testimony to the intelligence of the people running OKC, how wonderful that is. But you, know, you talk about the the Redbirds, um, you know, I, I like going to see them. Talk about them, and you you talk about the you know the the Oklahoma City ballpark, but. I'm not talking about the area around the ballpark, but specifically about the ballpark. The Travelers Ballpark is as good as those two. Oh, ballparks, it's a great ball, ballpark, if, if not better. Yeah, you got a great like view it. of Little Rock, and I mean, yeah, if you love baseball, of course you've got to go. But let's say you don't even like baseball, right? You get out there to the Travelers. They got all that awesome, crazy food for you to eat. They got the mascots wandering around playing with the kids. Yep. They got that train the kids can yep. ride over on the backside. Got of the, the blow field. ups for the kids. 
all that playground equipment out there, that bouncy house stuff going on. Yep. I mean, it's just a good family time. And I, I'll be honest with you, I don't really watch a lot of the game. I'm out there goofing off with my friends and family. I'm not really paying attention that much to the game, honestly. I played baseball for 23 years, right? so you know what I'm doing. Of course. But I'm, <laughs> and I get it. But I'm saying, if you're not a baseball fan, you can still go and have a blast. All right. So let me give you a hint, though. If you go to an afternoon game. Uh-huh. Sit on the first base side. Get that shade? Yes. Do not yeah. sit <laughs> on the third base side. I got to tell you, go. last time I went, uh, Russ took care of uh, making sure my tickets were at the at the, at the the window. Oh, nice. I sat down. I was in row H, about two rows behind where the sun started. Nice. And I watched people. Burn up. Right in front of me. I Burn saw up. them. Just combust. Need that. They, need that <laughs> they just 50. they just caught on fire right in front of me. <laughs> you know what I'm. He knows what I'm talking about, but oh, he's man. he's on a he's on a, a yeah, conference yeah. call right now. Can't you, talk. You, you can't go wrong. I mean, you you really can't going out there. And 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 I love going. And I mean, you're right. It, if you love baseball, do it. But hey, just just get out there and have you a good yeah, time. Have some good, yeah. Yeah. Go get great, yourself wonderful. a fried bologna sandwich while you're there. Yeah, man. You need to. You can get you, you get a, to splurge when you go to the ballpark. Get you I'm a just cup saying. of bacon. Yeah, a cup of bacon. That's right. And that uh, that Philly cheese steak, man, with all the peppers and onions and a provolone and that grilled up Good steak. Stuff, oh, huh? knock me out. Well, Make me hungry. I, right I go now. over. I go over on the on the it's on the third base side, towards just it would be kind of right if you walked from third base straight up through the stands. There is a Pettigene place that they sell bologna sandwiches and they know how to make them right the oh. only way you know that somebody's from the south who's making bologna sandwiches is that they make those three cuts with a, a knife on the bologna so the bologna doesn't roll up like a bowl it stays if you don't need to do that you just need to move <laughs> i mean you, even, you need to just head on, north man. of the mason dixon line if you God. can't fix a fried bologna sandwich you're on the wrong put side it, of mason dixon put line. it on texas Bread. You need Texas. to head this is good stuff. north. You need to head north. I love that stuff. I'm from the north, but I was raised southern because my daddy was from West Virginia, my mama from Kentucky. I can get behind some West Virginia and Kentucky. I can get behind that now. That's fine. Right? I can get behind that. I can get behind a, a, you're gonna, you're a descendant of West Virginia and Kentucky. Now, Matt, check this out. I can endorse out. that. I was called the black sheep of the family. I like that. I can get behind that, too. I was the only member of my family born north of the Mason-Dixon. Oh, nice! I I need to go to. A but family. I yeah. was raised I to go to, southern. I need to go to a family family barbecue with your family. Like, <laughs> get on down there. Yeah, good time. You know, good good. I mean, I grew up wearing my boots, catfish, fly my flag. I'm ready to go. F- you know, fried bologna, butter beans. I'm just telling you, cornbread in milk with sugar mixed in with it. For a dessert after after the meal, I still fly that Southern flag. <laughs> I whistle, I whistle Dixieland enough to brag, brother. Okay, now I've got coming in Monday on my show. First hour, Magic Magic Springs is going to stop by. You oh, say they nice. got a really good uh, concert they tomorrow. Do. Night. There's there's a good show coming up. Uh, Great White, Warren, and Queens Ride are going to be there tomorrow, and they they got they got a good lineup this summer. You know they've got Skillet coming, which is the Christian rock band. Those guys are cool. And they got Seether coming this summer. 
which is which is going to be a good show. And, and I think those will be the three shows I, I, I go to, Skillets, either, and then, of course, the show tomorrow. About so. every three years, yeah. Joan Jett comes to Magic Springs. She does a good job. I never miss Joan if I'm within shouting. Diff, diff. Yeah. I I won't say I'm friends, yeah. but I'm acquaintances. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, if I if she saw me again, she know who I, yeah. I was. I've interviewed her several times, and uh, I've got a life size poster she sent me when I was in oh, the military. Wow. That's good. When she used to wear her uh, black leathers. Yeah. And uh, with her guitar, and uh, it says X's and O's, Dave nice. Joan. Nice. <laughs> nice. She was a great lady. She really. She yeah. is the hardest working woman in rock and roll. She still tours yeah. three, you know, like three hundred days a year. She's great. She She's don't great. need to She's do that, that anymore, though, Matt. I know, you know, and and I'm I'm glad they got this lineup. And I think the people working at Magic Springs have changed. I think they're different from the people that were there last summer. So uh, you know, I'm I'm anxious they got to some see great, how it goes. They got some great stuff. And hey, who's yeah. the guy, uh, Russ? Are you are you on the phone? I'm looking at Russ. Okay. I'm trying to say, are you on the phone? Oh, you're on the phone. Okay. I want, there's a Christian artist coming. The guy with the big beard. What's his name? Plays the piano and sings. Everybody's. He kind of looks like one of the guys from the band. It's not yeah. the local Zach Williams, is it? No, not him. I don't. I don't know. I don't no, know. No national I just, star. I just know about Seether Skillet and tomorrow. Yeah, man. Great White Warrant. Skillet. They were Queensland. here. Uh, weren't they here for yeah. Winter Jam? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, see, so that's see cool. Here recently. They're good. See the plate recently too at the Metroplex. So, um, which of those three bands Saturday are you really looking forward to see? I'd be wanting to see Queensrÿche. Well, it's it's it's. Um, I tell you, man. I mean, you know, I I'm, I because you're like good friends with everybody in the uh, the hair bands and stuff. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a hard rock metal guy, you know, for sure. I, and and I'll be honest with you, and they could call this the new lead singers tour. Okay. <laughs> um, because you've got Great White, and it's the original Great White band with a different singer because their singer is now out on tour as Jack Russell's Great White with a different band. Oh, wow. I hate to hear those type of stories. And with Kringsreich, you've got the original band with a different singer because their original singer is out on tour with a band called Jeff Tate's Queensrÿche. Wow. Uh, yeah, you know, those guys had some falling out. So, you know, that's the situation there. However, I would rather see um, Queen's Right with a different singer and Great Right with a different singer than the guys not tour at all. Oh, yeah, you're right. Now, Warren, on the other hand, has the original lineup without the original singer because the original singer for Warren, Janie Lane, passed away. Oh. So he died. So, uh, you know, I can endorse when a member from the band dies, the other guys want to keep going, they got to replace that member. Sure. And the man that is singing for Warrant right now is a guy named Robert Mason. Is he good? And he's incredibly good. Um, he, he, he was the singer for Lynch Mob, and Lynch Mob consisted of the guitar player George Lynch, the bass player Jeff Pilson, and the drummer Wild McBrown from Dokken. Oh man, they got sick of Don Dokken, so they left. Who doesn't get sick of Dokken? Formed a formed a band called Lynch Mob, um, named after George Lynch because he was the famous one of them, such a you know maestro guitar player. And they got Robert Mason to sing, 
and they put out some records uh, under Lynch Mob. Um, had a had a hit called Weekend Sensation. Had a hit called River of Love. Uh, and then uh, Lynch Mob split, and um, Robert Mason formed his own band called Big Cock, and they toured and played for quite some time. Uh, and then Ozzy Osbourne would go out and tour, and behind a black curtain, there was someone singing every word with Ozzy. It was okay. Robert Mason. Really? That's the pipes Robert Mason has on him, yes. So if you're saying if, if Ozzy forgot the words or couldn't hit the note, this other guy could. If you saw Ozzy between 2005 and 2012, 13, mm-hmm. 14, right in there, you heard Robert Mason. Lip syncing him. No, Ozzy was singing. Okay. But I'm saying Robert sing along. And, okay. and, you know, you had the bass player and you had the drummer and you had the guitar player on backing vocals as well. But I'm saying Robert sing along. Right. Robert was a backing vocalist who sang most of the words. However you want to say that. I mean, yeah, Ozzy okay. was live. Okay. You got to understand, Ozzy's 70. Yeah. Ozzy's not hitting them high notes. Yeah, you're right. Robert's got the pipes. And, uh, you know, in the interim, um, during that time frame, the band Warrant was um, had had went out and uh, toured with the lead singer from Black and Blue, another band that was a hit in the late 80s. And then um, they got back together with Janie Lane. Um, and what they did is the lead singer for Black and Blue, uh, they let him go when they felt like Janie Lane was sober and was going to live. Uh-huh. Let the lead singer from Black and Blue go, brought Janie Lane back. Not much long after that, Janie Lane passed, and the singer from Black and Blue did not want to come back then. They'd made him mad, and they got Robert Mason. And And I think it's uh, far superior to what they're doing. Black and Blue tours now with most of the original members, so it worked out good. But, yeah, Robert is an incredible talent. All right, 20 after, let's take a first break here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Matt's here talking about movies with you. I'm going to talk about one specific movie uh, that's uh, opening this weekend. I'll mention some of the other ones that I've seen that are already playing. But there is a brand new movie playing that I'm just going to tell you right now, you ought to see it this weekend. We'll talk about it when we get back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. Okay, so it was was that David Lee Roth that started that? But there was a group. Yeah, it was David Lee Roth. Okay, that uh, the butt of their, of their, of their jeans were missing. That might have been somebody who copied David Lee Roth. Yeah. But the person you're thinking about is David Lee Roth. Okay. Yeah. He was a trendsetter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would say so. Absolutely. Diamond That's some Dave. trend to set. Say. Absolutely. But I, I'm, I'm. Are you a. Okay. I'm going to stay on rock just for sure, a moment. Sure. Absolutely. Are you a David Lee Roth yes. follower or are you uh, Eddie Van Halen? Uh, I like David Lee Roth, uh, and I like Sammy Hagar. Um, uh, did I, I didn't say Sammy, did I? No, I said, you said you said Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, Eddie Van Halen plays yeah, guitar. He played guitar. Yeah, Sammy Hagar is so, talking yeah, about. Yeah, so so you know the the bass player you know, Montrose. So, yeah, yeah. So I like Sammy Hagar. I like David Lee Roth. Um, you know, if if uh, Eddie Van Halen and his brother uh, weren't idiots, uh, they'd do a tour and have. Both. Yeah, have Dave sing his songs and have uh, Sammy sing his songs, and they wouldn't bring Eddie's ignorant kid out playing bass. They'd put the original bass player Michael Anthony back on, and they'd go play some stadiums like um, like Guns and Roses have done. They could, there. and they could draw it. 
Sure. The last just, time they were here a few years yeah. back, and I mean it's more than a few years. Be, they had a huge crowd. Sure. I mean it'd, it'd be really, really good if you, you know, you went out with the um, Michael Anthony, the original bass player, and you know, of course, the Van Halen brothers. Then you had David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar, and and one night start with David Lee Roth doing his Van Halen hits, and then have Sammy Hagar close it out. Mm-hmm. Then the next Flip night, it. exactly, and it would be a big payday, and they could play, you know, stadiums across the world, and you know, make the kind of money that Guns N' Roses is making. But, um, I mean, Eddie Van Halen is just dumb. Do you think Sammy wants to tour like that anymore? I think he may be done with all of that. No, Sammy would do it. He he said several times he would do it. I mean, got to understand, you know, Sammy. I mean, he's got so many things going on on the side with that tequila and everything. He sold 80% of that tequila brand, Cabo Wabo Tequila. He sold that to uh, Bacardi um, several years ago. And uh, he had a non-compete for about five years, and then he started uh, Sammy Hagar's Beach Bar Rum. Uh, he's still not doing tequila. He left tequila with them. But he's doing Beach Bar Rum. He is a um, incredibly wealthy entrepreneur, uh, extremely successful. In he's what like he does. you. Um, you got all of it except being extremely wealthy. You are wealthy, but not extremely wealthy. He, you know, there was a tour. <laughs> I'm guessing, man, when was the tour? Um, Anyway, he did a tour with uh, Blackstone Cherry opening for him. It was oh, a great, really? the great, the great theater That'd tour. That'd be a good show. Yeah, yeah, and he uh, he flew in uh, on his uh, G six to do the shows, and then flew out. Man, it's the kind Makes of sense. that's the kind of money he has. You know, he he tours now for fun. He enjoys it. He definitely doesn't need the money. But he said several times what I just mentioned he would do. But Man. you know, Eddie Van Halen's just an idiot. I mean, Eddie Van Halen said that. You know, he got that mouth cancer from holding guitar picks in his mouth over the years, not from smoking cigarettes. And, I mean, somebody that's stupid <laughs> should be banned from making that ignorant a public statement. It's kind of like any time Meryl Streep opens her mouth and she's not reading from a movie script, she should be banned. Yeah, from she says it's dumb stuff. You're right. We should have, like, a, just a few select First Amendment bans, you know. <laughs> You're banned from speaking about public, anything in public. Just, just you know, Eddie Van Halen can't publicly speak on anything other than music. And, 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 and Meryl Streep can't publicly speak on anything other than movies. If we had those two bands, the world would be a smarter place. So you're telling me you think Wolfgang should put the bass down? No, I think Wolfgang should play in his own band <laughs> as a bass player. Wolfgang should go on tour with some other band All as right. a bass player. But if Van Halen tours, Michael Anthony is the bass player. And any song you've ever heard from Van Halen that you enjoyed, Michael Anthony was singing the harmonies. Yeah, Anthony was there. He sure was. And and they really did treat him bad. It's just stupid, you know. Just stupid. I I mean, I I don't get it because he they picked him as their bass player for those two particular reasons. He's good on the bass, and he's good on those... uh, I'm... I'm, Harmony. I'm, I'm just, you know, I, I've never seen the. It blows my mind the people that make decisions on a daily basis, whether it's you know, people we're talking about or somebody sacking groceries at Kroger, and the decisions they make make them appear to just hate money and success and they do everything they can to just they just hate money and success. They just hate it. They just they just want to stay poor, broken, stupid. Night. It blows my mind. Matt Smith is with me. When we come back, we bring him on to talk movies. When we come back, we will talk movies, and I'm going to tell you why you need to make sure you go see Heredity coming up 
on uh, Saturday or tonight, Saturday or Sunday. What a great movie. And going back to the 60s and that kind of a horror movie, a thinking man's horror movie. All right, so what's playing at the movie theaters this weekend? Well, I'm just going to let you know, there is a movie out there for everybody's taste this weekend. If you like horror movies, they got that. If you like uh, documentaries, they've got that. If you like uh Big movies with stellar casts, they got that. If you like Star Wars movies, they got that. If you like uh, Marvel movies, they still have that. And if you like true-to-life movies, they've got that as well. And if you're an old fart like I am, they got movies specifically for you as well. So there's a little bit of everything that's sitting out there. Let's talk about the new ones that are opening, the big ones. The, the big name movies first that you've been hearing about. Ocean's 8, Sandra Bullock. Yes, yes. Ocean's 8 stars Sandra Bullock. Uh, a lot of people, the critics are loving it. Uh, they say it is so much better than the Ghostbusters, all-female cast. I think it'll be number one at the box office over the weekend. And, of course, you can catch Ocean's 8 at all of my Arkansas locations. Um, yeah, I would definitely say check that out. Um, it's, it's, there's a, there's a hunger out there for the female driven motion picture and that movie delivers. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, I, before we move on to what's happening this weekend, I just want to remind everybody we've got the Godfather part two. Yep. That's Tuesday. Rated R from 1974. Don't want to miss it. Tuesday night. This Tuesday night coming up, uh, June the 12th at 7 PM. Tickets are only $9. Advanced tickets are on sale at Riverdale10.com. So make you, make sure you come out for the Dave Ellswick Classic Movie Tuesday night, June the 12th, The Godfather Part 2. Uh, new this week at Riverdale 10, of course, we've got Ocean's 8. All right, let me t- tell everybody. All right, Sandra Bullock, uh, Kate Blanchett is in it as well. And you have, uh, I'm trying to think of her name now off the top of my head. Rihanna? Anne Hathaway. Rihanna. Yeah, Rihanna's in it, yes. So uh, it, it's got a great cast in it. Uh, I, I don't know. I may go see that or I may go see Solo. I haven't seen Solo yet, but that's okay. Ocean's 8 may be, I may go see the new one first. But it looks good. Is it a takeoff on all the other Ocean's Absolutely. movies? Absolutely. So there's going to be some kind of a heist. Absolutely. And uh, holding over this week, Solo, A Star Wars Story, Book Club, Deadpool 2, Adrift, Avengers Affinity War, and The Rider. So those are what all, is The Rider about? It's about a kid in uh, Western America who's been trying to make a living as a bull, professional bull rider. He gets hurt. Um, there's really no way for him to make it working as a cowboy on ranches out there. Mm-hmm. If he rides again, he could die. Wow. Um, he doesn't know if he should ride again or not. The, the, the dilemma is if I ride again, that's my career. I'll make money, but it could kill me mm-hmm. if I don't ride there's no way for me to eat. No. Because his skill set is cowboy, and cowboy is not in great demand in the Midwest anymore. Okay. It is a tremendous independent motion picture from Sony Classics. The Riders at 1045, 130, and 415 at Riverdale 10, Riverdale10.com. It's one of those independent films we love to champion at Riverdale 10. All right. And speaking of championing independent films at Riverdale 10. You've uh, got the only theater showing this documentary. Yes, it's RBG, 
about a Supreme Court justice. It got a 90s day in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and it was on the front page of the style section above the fold. RBG. Um, tremendous film. Read Philip Martin's review exclusively at Riverdale10.com. Uh, also exclusively at Riverdale 10. Now let me well, let me read a little bit about RBG first, I guess. Let me see here. Uh, RBG is PG, an intimate documentary portrait of an unlikely star, U.S. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, directed by Betsy West and Julie Cohen. It's rated PG. So the documentary reveals that Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg is righteous, reasonable, and resolved. Uh, other people in the documentary include Gloria Steinman, Orrin Hatch, Ted Olson, Harry Edwards, and Bill Clinton. Riverdale10.com for RBG. Don't miss it. It's an, it's an exclusive film. Also exclusively at Riverdale 10 this weekend, and it also got a 90 in the Democrat Gazette. First Reformed. Tickets are on sale at Riverdale10.com. Now that's uh, Ethan Hawke, correct? He plays the pastor of a small upstate New York church who spirals out of control after a soul-shaking encounter with an unstable environmental activist and his pregnant wife. Also starring Amanda Siegfried, Cedric the Entertainer, Michael Gaston, Victoria Hill, and Philip Edinger. Okay, so Ethan Hawke is kind of an enigma. This guy does motion pictures, and he's fantastic in them, or he does motion pictures that he's absolutely terrible in. This film is critically acclaimed. The two most successful independently released films this year oh, are okay. RBG and First Reformed. All right. They're exclusively at Riverdale 10. Make sure you check them out, Riverdale10.com. And, of course, The Godfather Part 2 is Tuesday night at 7 o'clock, only $9. Be sure to uh, check out our website, Riverdale10.com. You can like our Facebook page. Download our free mobile app for your phone. That's a Theater Group, Inc. mobile app. You can sign up for our email newsletter. And, of course, you can get the details there about the 2018 refill popcorn tub from Theater Group. It's good in Cabot, Cersei. It's fantastic. I have mine. Cabot, Cersei, Hot Springs, um, Riverdale, and uh, all four locations. You purchase this refill popcorn tub. You can bring it in and have it refilled for $4 Thursday through Tuesday as many times as you want. You don't even have to buy a movie ticket. You can just swing by after work and go in and get this big old 200-ounce popcorn tub refill for just 4 bucks. <laughs> On Wednesday, if you buy a movie ticket, your popcorn is free. That's a theater group refill tub. All right, so now you've been in the movies for a long time, movie theater business. What is it that you guys do in making popcorn that is different than what I do at home? Well, it's a... $10,000 machine dedicated to making popcorn. <laughs> okay. That's the simple answer. All right. I mean, that's what it is. All right. Uh, you know, it's it, like it's like it's like saying why can't you cook a steak at home like they do at Sunny Williams? I mean, well, I mean, do you have the equipment? You know, I mean, it's okay. that simple. Yeah, it's right. that simple. Well, and, it's good. There's just theater movie theater popcorn is just freaking awesome. Check out Riverdale10.com and click the menu <laughs> to see what we've got there. I mean, we've, we're serving 40 different beers, eight different wines. We've got handcrafted, fresh made-to-order pizza, chicken tenders, french fries, cheeseburgers, White Castle sliders. I had them last night. Bavarian uh, uh, pretzels, pretzels steak yeah. fair corn dogs, Nathan's hot dogs, Nathan's sliders, key, li key lime pie, chocolate peanut butter pie, ice cream, and, of course, candy and nachos, and coffee, and soda. The menu at Riverdale10.com 
and the menu at CerseiCinema.com, and the menu at CabotVIPCinema.com, and the menu at HotspringsVIPCinema.com are all the same. And in uh, Cabot and at Riverdale 10 and at the Hot Springs VIP Cinema in Hot Springs, we have electric leather recliner seats Mm -hmm. with tables and reserved seating. Comfortable way to watch a motion picture, good food to eat while you're doing that. Go to movies and have dinner right there. It's good. And, of course, in Hot Springs, uh, we also serve 40 different beers and eight different wines, full beer and wine menu in Hot Springs and Riverdale. Uh, In Hot Springs, it's hotspringsvip.com. Of course, you can buy your tickets online. Uh, This weekend, we're showing Ocean's 8, Hereditary, Adrift, Solo, A Star Wars Story, and Deadpool 2. Now, we've already got tickets on sale for Jurassic World. We already have, which starts on the 21st. We have tickets on sale for Incredibles 2 already, which starts on the 14th. We have tickets on sale for Tag, which starts on June the 14th. We're already selling tickets for The First Purge, which starts July 3rd. And we're selling tickets for Sicario 2, June 29th, and Uncle Buck, June 29th. Those tickets are already on sale at all of my cinemas. Now, fantastic place to go. If you are uh, in Searcy, you're up there in uh, White County, north of us, it's searcycinema.com. Click on menu to see the full food menu. And you can see that we're playing Ocean's 8, Hereditary, Deadpool 2, Solo A Star Wars Story, Avengers Infinity War, Adrift, Book Club, Breaking In, and Life of the Party, CerseiCinema.com. Now, on Monday and Tuesday every week at Cersei Cinema and at the Cabot VIP Cinema and at the Hot Springs VIP Cinema, Monday and Tuesday every week all summer long, doors open at 9.30 a.m. We have a morning kids movie. Soda's only a dollar. Popcorn's only a dollar during this movie. Doors are at 9.30. Movie starts at 10.30. This week we're showing The Nut Job, rated PG. All the movies are rated PG. They're all appropriate for kids. You can go to CerseiCinema.com, CabotVIPCinema.com, or HotspringsVIPCinema.com and just click on Summer Movie Series to get a list of the 10 films we're showing. Last week we showed The Star. This week coming up on the 11th and 12th we're showing The Nut Job. It's also rated PG, so make sure you check that out. And then, of course, if you're uh, if you're in Dave's hometown, it's CabotVIPCinema.com. What a wonderful place to live. Dave was out there last night yes, checking I was. out Hereditary. Yeah, I'm going to talk and about your that thoughts, movie. your thoughts? It is fantastic. You don't want to miss this movie. I'm just telling you, more people came out to see that last night uh, at Cabot than any other movie. I think we had 20, 25 people there in the, in the theater. Which is a good turnout. Yeah, for a Thursday night, you yeah. know, late night show, that's true. You know, most people will learn about the film coming out today. Yeah, like hearing from me saying yeah. you'd be stupid not to go see this movie. Now, if you like, look, this is classic horror. This is not jump scares and things. that. This is not like that at all. If you're a real aficionado of scary movies, this guy who directed the movie... I'm telling you, did multiple viewings of Rosemary's Baby and The Exorcist. He learned a lot from them, too. I'm just telling you. And when you go see the movie, pay attention to every little thing they show you so that you'll understand what's happening at the end. 
Just chill. Just chill. It's a good movie. Really, really good movie. Got to get our final break, and we'll come back. We'll tell you all the other movies that are playing out in Cabot. Uh, come back, talk with Matt a little bit more about it. I tell you, buy your tickets. Now, go online to whichever one of these cinemas you want to go to and buy your tickets to Hereditary right now. Get good seats. You're going to love the movie. Hey, Sonny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. Their phone number, 982-7451. That's the number to know that you can call about any car and find out if Artie uh, and Sonny's Auto Salvage has a well-maintained total loss vehicles on premises or can find one for you out there in uh, the uh, uh, salvage yard business anywhere across the United States or even the world. He's, he's hooked up to thousands. I mean, he found me the transmission and motor for my uh, 09 Corolla, found my rear light for my uh, Ar- uh, Acadia. He'll find whatever it is that you're looking for. It's the best way to go. Sonny's Auto Salvage, number one choice for recycled auto parts, Nine eight two seven four five one. All right, back with your PI Roofing and Home Solutions. I told you the story. Let me tell it to you again. That Joel Johnson, the owner of PI Roofing, knew that he had the best roofing company, bar none, here in the local area. But something that he did see that wasn't being addressed was when you had a roof problem and water got in your house, getting all the other problems that happened in your house taken care of. Because, you know, maybe you have uh, some stains on the ceiling from the water and maybe you had some drywall problems, maybe some insulation problems. Well, all that has to be taken care of by different contractors. Well, Joel Johnson says, well, I'm going to take care of that instead of people going through all of this crap. So he hired a whole couple of crews. And they'll fix all of that. So all you have to do is when you call PI Roofing, take care of your roof. You call PI Roofing, they'll take care of everything that happened in your home as well. Give them a call. The number is uh, 501-687-6246. They're online. Google them at PI Roofing to go to piroofing.com. And remember what Joel Johnson wants you to remember. If water is getting into your home, the damage has begun. Call them immediately, and as soon as they can get to your house, they'll tarp that roof or whatever they need to do to stop the damage from occurring because they'll stop the water from getting in. That's PI Roofing and Home Solutions, 501-687-6246. And I know you're not thinking about water right now because it hasn't rained in a long time. But the rain's coming back. Although I heard just a moment ago from a listener who texted me that thunderstorms down in the Hot Springs Malvern area. Big thunder boomers going on down there. So anyway, there's there's scattered showers going on. All right, so uh, Hereditary is a great movie. You'll understand the title after you see the movie. Ocean's 8 is getting good reviews. Uh, Another movie that looked like it had pretty decent reviews that is based on a true story is a movie that is called Adrift. And it's about a couple who are on a sailboat. The um, guy has always wanted to go on one of those long, me-against-the-ocean kind of uh, 
you know, sailing uh, event adventures and talks to his girlfriend into going with him. Problem is, like some young people, they didn't plan real well. True, this is a true story. Send them millennials? Left, yeah. Left uh, Tahiti and uh, sailed right into one of the worst uh, cyclones or hurricanes, as we call them, in the Pacific Ocean ever. And devastated the boat, broke the guy's leg, messed up some other stuff on him, and he and his girlfriend survived the ordeal. I forget how long they were out on the ocean, uh, but they're lucky that they lived through it. And um, if the movie is as partially as dramatic as the uh, real story is, it's going to be a good movie. It's a great film. All right, so might be worth be, be worth your, worth your time to go go see the 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 female lead is the one that was in uh, those three movies about the dystopian future and and everybody was not the uh, not the the runner movies the the other movie after you know we had that run of dystopian yeah, movies yeah no Hunger anyway Games. she was in it. Wooly I think is her name is that right yeah divergent series there you go yeah it was the divergent series they all kind of run together yeah well yeah that and the maze runner ones definitely did young adult fiction yeah so anyway cool. we have, haven't seen many of those lately just saying right there right. may be more because the last one that chloe was in was just terrible maybe they ran their course their course yeah probably Could did be. people Could are be. tired of looking at that the future is bleak and Could terrible be. It's yeah, not it's like bleak grunge. and terrible. You know, it gets old. It's not bleak and terrible. I'm telling you what, Trump has got the economy humming, folks. 3% at least. It's going to be good. Per quarter up. Boom, boom, boom. Last quarter, 4.8. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's great. What do you why. think about Buffett? Isn't Buffett interesting? He bought Dairy Queen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just, um, he knows classic Americana. He knows what's going to work. He he understands there's money in railroads and oil. There always has been. I mean, he's You know he's what great. he really understands? When you're, when you have a signature product that yes. you're known for, get out and continue to brand that signature product. Don't try to be McDonald's or try to be somebody else by, you know, saying, hey, we got the best hamburgers around. No, you got the best freaking ice cream around. Right. Get out there and tell people it's oh, yeah. still there. Yeah. They're building, as you know, here in our local area. Yes. DQ's out the yin-yang right now. Right, right. Got a new one coming in Cabot. Man, I know what. I'm glad to see that. Glad to see that growth. Speaking of Cabot. Yeah. CabotVIPCinema.com. <laughs> he never admits this is a beat. They're building uh, the Dairy Queen uh, on the street um, in front of the theater. It's about a block away. Yep. Now showing Ocean's 8, Hereditary, <laughs> Adrift. Solo, a Star Wars story, Deadpool 2, Book Club, Life of the Party, and Avengers Affinity War. Isn't it Drift here? Yeah, Drift. I just yeah. said, yeah. Did drift. you say it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Drift. Drift, yeah. Okay. And then, of course, we'll, go have, see it. we'll have the Nut Job rated PG uh, Monday and Tuesday. Doors open at 9.30. Movie starts at 10.30. Sold in popcorn just a dollar during Nut Job PG for kids. Every Monday and Tuesday morning, doors are 9.30. Showtime's 10.30 for the kids' movie. Cabot VIP Cinema dot com. Click on that menu to see that full food menu there. 
uh, including all your wonderful chicken tenders and fresh handcrafted pizza, Bavarian hot dog, Bavarian pretzels, State Fair corn dogs, Nathan's hot dogs, White Castle cheeseburger sliders, key lime pie, chocolate peanut butter pie. Of course, the 2018 free popcorn bucket. Just click mm. menu, cabotvip.com. Movie theater popcorn. And, of course, we've got those electric leather luxury recliners with tables and reserved seating in Cabot. It is the smallest theater in North America to have those seats. And don't forget, you buy your popcorn at any of Matt Smith's movie theaters. Free butter. Free yes. about six or eight different kinds of salt. They got, 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 got all the stuff for your coffees and everything that you want. The only thing he doesn't have yet that I'm going to talk him into is flavorings for sodas. Really? Yes. Vanilla Cokes, buddy. Cherry Cokes. I'm I just telling you. We have Cherry Coke. All right. Bottom line. <laughs> He's looking at me now. All right. Let's take a got break. Root beer. We'll come back and talk more. I haven't seen the trailer yet, but I'm interested in seeing it. It was just released. For Halloween 2018, I saw the teaser earlier this week, and it looks very, very interesting, to say the least. Uh, This is a reboot, basically. Uh, Carpenter has had his hands and fingers deeply embedded in it, so uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, to see it, it's uh, basically what says uh, Lori Stroud comes to her final confrontation with Michael Myers, the masked figure who has haunted her since she narrowly escaped his killing spree on Halloween night 40 years ago. That's something everybody needs to know that this movie is being released on the same day as Halloween was released 40 years ago. It's going to be huge. I think it's going to be a really, really Massive big movie. Massive big, big movie. A lot of people say, ah, nobody's interested. Well, I think people are going to be interested because it's picking up right basically off of uh, number two. Number two ends, and now we've got this movie. All the other movies that have come out in between that one and now this That's one right. has been done away with. They, got, they, they just ignore them. So I'm I'm interested in seeing it. And it's got Jamie Lee Curtis in it. If you're going to do Halloween, you got to have Jamie Lee Curtis in it. It's just like if you're going to do the Terminator and do it for real, you got to have Schwarzenegger in it, and you got to have Linda Hamilton in it, as far as I'm concerned. You're right about that. So anyway, with, with that said, we right. know what's coming out this week, and let me just tell you, you should go online today, today, for you and your children, and buy your tickets for next weekend for Incredibles 2. The premiere happened last weekend, and I've been, I've been, this is one of the top three movies I wanted to see this year. It was number two on my list, all right? Incredibles, yeah, it's great. Yeah, Incredibles 2. Yeah. Incredibles all right? is and happening next they weekend. they are going nuts about it. And tag. Tags next weekend. And yeah. tickets are on sale for Incredibles 2 uh, on the 14th. Tag on the 14th. Uh, Jurassic World on the 21st. Sicario 2 on the 28th. That's going to be a great movie. Uncle Drew on the 28th. And The First Purge on July 3rd. Tickets are on sale for all those movies. Uh, Riverdale10.com. HotspringsVIP.com. CabotVIPCinema.com. And CerseiCinema.com. Get your advanced tickets now. 
All right. So then we, the week after, what about week after uh, The Incredible Suit? Another big movie. Jurassic World. Jurassic World is coming out. That's going to be huge. I mean, that's just going to be, it's, uh, that's two movies that are going to blow up the box office. Really, this has been yes. a good year for the box office, Matt, and it doesn't look like it's going to give 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 it up anytime soon. It's always a good year for the box office. Well, but I mean, there's box always. office years, but then there are box office years. You know, we we typically as as a whole, you know, we're running, you know, four, six, eight percent ahead uh, year to year. Uh, but when you talk about globally, I mean, it's just phenomenal. Oh, well, the yeah, growth every year. Because you know, they're building theaters like crazy in both yep. China and India. Saudi Arabia now, too. Oh, so, yeah, that's um, right. I keep telling you, you need to be building over there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a special a, parking area for theater. female drivers. If I could build in Saudi Arabia, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> tell you that right now, bro. I'd be gone. Um, yeah, I don't I mean, think you can get beer and wine permit there. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. Something. You know how that goes. Uh, I know how that goes. Yeah, yeah. Remember, I have a theater in Cersei, so <laughs> I know how that goes. You know, some zing. Some people hate money. I mean, we we had the discussion earlier. Some people hate yeah, success. We have. Some people hate business. I mean, it's it, it's 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 sad. You know, not not everybody thinks along the lines of, you know, the pro growth club. But uh, yeah, I mean, box office is always up, and, and people outside the industry, people don't understand. Um, you know that that things like Netflix and Directv and Dish and cable and you know all those things really help the industry because you you have so many avenues of revenue now you have so many options to generate income for a studio that the studios will take risks on films that they would have never taken a risk on before and there's a hunger for product. DirecTV needs product. Dish needs product. Netflix needs product. The table channels need product. So you've got more movies being released now every week than ever before. And you have more movies being made now than ever before. Mm-hmm. And I can remember when you'd have one movie every Friday. You know, sometimes you'd have two. That was about it. Uh, you know, there's four or five films available every Friday now new to cinemas. Uh, the cinema industry has changed with the digital light projection, the digital sound, the new luxury seating, the extended food menus, uh, the beverage options. You know, now you can have dinner and a movie at a movie theater. And, you know, that's what I'm doing at mine. So uh, it's um, it's been a phenomenon to see the changes in the industry in just the past five years. It's been wonderful. Um and the home viewing options just continue to grow our business. You know, we are definitely a night out on the town business. Netflix, Dish, DirecTV, cable, you know, clipping the cord and streaming something off YouTube or Hulu or whatever other junk is out there. Those are all competing against each other. And a movie theater is competing against something you do outside of the house, whether it's a sporting event or going bowling or going rock climbing or going to the lake or going to a concert or something, you know, something you got to leave home to do. That's that's what the movie theater experience is competing against, not Netflix. All right. You know? So coming up on July the 6th. So, I mean, the first purge is opening up on the 4th of July. All right. On the 6th, the first purge is going to do well, no doubt. Universal is going to make money off of that. However, they're going up against Ant-Man and the Wasp. 
That's that's going to be huge at the box office. Good kind of programming with Purge. Okay. On the 13th of July, Hotel Transylvania 3, which, by the way, the first two have done big, big box office. Be a great movie. Uh, called Summer Vacation. And uh, if you're not up for the cartoon, then go see Skyscraper with The Rock. A new... Uh, that's going to be a good movie, too. I think it's going to be a great action film. I, I really do. It'll be a great action movie, and it'll be a lot of uh, a fun to go see. Uh, some other movies coming up in July. One that hasn't gotten a whole lot of writing about, but I think it's going to do very well. The Equalizer 2 with Denzel Washington. The first movie was uh, a sneak uh, success. This one won't be a sneak. Everybody will like it. And uh, also, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, which is going to be kind of interesting for the simple reason on that one, uh, uh, Matt, is that ABBA headed back into the studio last week. Were you aware of that? They had a lot of free time. Well, they finally put away some of their problems, like I we've guess. talked about other groups, and now going back to the studio. They, Let's spent, see 40, if, they spent 40 years hating money, and then they decided they might need to get a couple of dollars <laughs> together for the great-grandkids. You're cynical about that, aren't you? It's just dumb. <laughs> I, I just, you know. Well, they shouldn't, like have, Nancy Pelosi they shouldn't have married each other. Just peanuts. Just peanuts. They should never have married each just other. Just peanuts. That's what Nancy Pelosi said. And then on the 27th of July, one that I'm looking forward to, I know you're looking forward to it, the big stunt for this one was that Tom Cruise did a halo jump. Yes. In fact, did seven of them. Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. The four movies I'm looking forward to the most this summer are Sicario 2, Mile 22, Equalizer 2, and Mission Impossible. Those are the four I'm most looking forward to. Okay, so uh, I'm... I, I go along with all those. I'm looking forward to seeing all of those as well. But I want to see The Meg. I'm interested in seeing The Happy Time Murders. You're familiar with The Happy Time That'd Murders. That would be much better than uh, Life of the Party. Yeah, that's going to be a whole lot of fun, I think. It's going to be very crazy. Um, I'm not interested in Slender Man at all. Uh, and so you got to get into September for it really to pick up Big, big time again because you got uh, The Nun coming up on September 7th. Uh, you got the new Predator movie coming out on the 14th. Uh, you've got The House with a Clock in Its Walls coming up on the 21st. And on the 28th, you got Night School, looks which looks pretty funny. The Fall always has some good scary movies. Yes, it does. The Nun will be fun. That's That's going to be a whole lot of fun. All right, so let's run over for you here on the 17th. Let's take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll run over all the movies that are at the theaters for you tonight because I know you want to go see a movie this evening. Okay, so if you're looking to go to the movies this weekend, uh, let me run over again to Riverdale 10. You got uh, the documentary on Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, and, uh, of course, that uh, is going to be over there. First Reformed. Ocean's 8, that's a new Sandra Bullock movie. Hereditary, and that uh, is a great horror movie if you're interested in horror. And not, I'm not talking about jump scares and things of that nature. Uh, I'm talking about real slow burn 
creepy, gets under your skin, makes you feel really uncomfortable as you're watching the movie, this one is for you. Uh, I went and saw it last night. was really impressed with it. Uh, Hotel Artemis is uh, opening this weekend. Solo, a Star Wars story continues. Book Club, Deadpool 2, Adrift, The Rider, and Avengers Infinity War. Uh, if you're out in Hot Springs, Ocean's 8, Solo, a Star Wars story, Hereditary, Deadpool 2, and Adrift. If you're going to Circe, Ocean's 8, Hereditary, Deadpool 2, Solo, a Star Wars story, Avengers Infinity War, Adrift, Book Club, Breaking In, Life of the Party, and uh, then don't forget about the uh, summer movies on June 11th and 12th, 10.30 in the morning, uh, The Nut Job, coming up on uh, the 11th and, and 12th, rated PG, that's only two bucks uh, for your kids. In Cabot, uh, the exact same things that are playing in Searcy, uh, Book Club, Adrift, Avengers, Solo, Deadpool 2, Hereditarian, Oceans 8. So that's what's going down. Uh, you can't go wrong. There's some good movies out there for uh, uh, this weekend. Don't forget about if you're thinking about claiming your Social Security benefits, you want to stop right now and think for a moment because you could be on the verge of making an irreversible mistake that could end up costing you tens of thousands of dollars over the lifetime of your Social Security benefits. Uh, that decision could trigger an avalanche of taxes, double your Medicare premiums. You could avoid this by attending an educational maximizing Social Security class on Friday, July the 13th, hosted by David Lucas from the David Lucas Show right here on The Answer, 1011 The uh, the Answer. Uh, you hear him on Saturdays at 10 and again at 3. Uh, the workshop makes claiming your benefits simple and easy. Registration is 18 bucks. includes a 34-page workbook called Maximizing Your Social Security Benefits. Seating is very limited. So if you've saved $100,000 or more for retirement, call 501-653-6690. That's 501-653-6690. Do that soon so you'll have a seat or just visit davidlucasfinancial.com. We're moving into about the last seven minutes here of this half hour. And Sophie Ozer, is that right? I got it right. <laughs> We're glad to have you here with us, Sophie. Now, when you get back, you talk to Lance and say, you know, does he think that I don't bathe or something? <laughs> that I got a smell about me or, or whatever that he sets up to come over here and then he always sends somebody else in his stead? <laughs> That's, that just sounds like Lance. Like Lance. Well, he did say that he was expecting to have some kind of a corporate conference call, perhaps, and that you would be coming in his place. And you can tell him this. I'd much rather have you <laughs> than Lance here any day of the week. Well, that's pretty good, considering I haven't even talked that much yet. So. Well, you're doing, you're, I know you'll do fine. You're vivacious, and you, you, you look like a happy person. So you tell me, what exactly do you do? Over at the ballpark. I, wait, I bet you you take care of those special boxes upstairs. I do, I do, yeah. Um, so I oversee all of our luxury suites. We have some that are owned and some that are rented. So. All right, so I'm going to stop you right now. Let, <laughs> let's talk about, I mean, we're going to talk about the car show that's coming mm -hmm. this weekend. Okay. But I want to talk about the boxes. 
Okay. Run us through that. If somebody wants to get a box, okay, uh, wants to treat, you know, their employees or whatever, mm-hmm. what are we looking at? How much are we looking at? How many people can you force in there? I mean, can you have a big party in there? Can you bring a keg? I mean, what <laughs> what, what can you do? Um, we actually have a couple of different options. So if you're looking at like a single suite, you can fit max of 30 people in a single suite oh, very cool. um so it's a little bit more than people normally think right um, so you can do a single suite we actually have a double suite too that has like a retractable wall so it opens up and it's a lot bigger okay um that so obviously that doubles the size you can fit about 60 people in there um and one of our most popular spaces is like an open air patio it's on the first base side it's honestly my favorite spot in the ballpark to watch because you're right over the traveler's dugout you've got the open air breeze you still kind of feel like you're outdoors but you're in the shade so you don't have to deal with the arkansas heat See, I just told everybody, if you go to an afternoon game, you must sit on the first base side. I agree. <laughs> you must. Uh, I, I was up in row H a couple of weeks ago, and uh, the people in, in, in row B, I watched them combust right in front of me. <laughs> yeah. No, it'll get to you very, very quickly. Oh, it's hot. I, I honestly think it's worse sitting down if you are moving and you can come sometimes catch a breeze that's right. the best but when you're just sitting in those seats you kind of start to bake a little you bit cook. so you know what you do is you have to go to the concession stand to get that's an right. ice cream you got to get a frozen lemonade or, or the beer guard that's right that's right you can also go to the beer garden yeah so. I, I make about two or three trips down there during the ball game i think the beer garden is the place to sit that's shock you go. top oh yeah that's good yeah yeah, it's it's very good. Obviously, I I'm not fortunate enough to be able to have those at the ballpark I like understand. the rest of the fans. <laughs> but when you're but, home, you can pop one. That's right? right. That's right. Or I can go to like Flyway or one of the local breweries okay. and, and catch one of them over that's there. Cool. You know, I go over to Diamond Beer a lot cause mm-hmm. before the ball games. Mm-hmm. I like going over there, and I don't even drink their beer. You know what I drink? I drink their root beer. That's what someone else was telling me that the other day. It might have been one of my employees was telling me, "Yeah, I just go there to get the root beer." I was like, yeah, they're never root even beer. Tried that. Well, see, now you're young. You're like what, 22, 23 years old? Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Yeah. Okay, close I was enough. close. I'm close. <laughs> All right. Now Russ will remember this. Maybe I remember when you used to go to A and W. Okay, you, you know what A and W is? Uh-huh. Okay, uh, we used to call it Arf and Barf. That's what we used to call it. <laughs> and, and you would get this big. You know, cold, ice-covered mug of root beer. But I don't know what they did to the root beer, but it's been changed. The recipe was changed or whatever because it used to have this really kind of like creamy texture to it. That's what Diamond Bear has. Really? That stuff is good. I'm sending a case down to my son-in-law. He's a big root beer drinker. I said, I want to send you the best root beer I've tasted. That's good to know. So my parents, I'm not from Arkansas, so whenever my parents come down, we're always looking for stuff Where for them are you to from? do. I'm from Illinois. Where? Central Illinois. So, okay, like so Peoria or where? Um, Not quite Peoria. So I'm in, in between Decatur and Champaign-Urbana. Okay, so I know where you're at. Yeah. I'm, I'm from northwest Indiana. Okay. Original. Okay, so you know, understand what it's like to live in the middle of nowhere. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for you, you're amongst the cornfields. Oh, yeah, cornfields and soybean fields. I used to work in the soybean fields. But I will tell you this, and I, I will stand by this. You can't get any better sweet corn. That's true. That's true. Than in Illinois and Indiana. Yeah, yeah. And you have to buy it. I mean, the little tiny nibblets. Mm -hmm. And you have to buy it from a stand. You can't buy it from the store. Got to get it fresh. Yeah, you got to buy it from a local farmer. Like Holland Bottom Farm. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I mean, mean, like Holland Bottom Farms, not Holland. 
Holland Bottom Farms don't have, have a, fa- a farm in Illinois, okay? It's <laughs> here right outside of Cabot. I get everybody confused. I'm, I'm going to do that. So if you stay with us, okay. Mitch Breitweiser is going to join us as well. Tim Lim is going to join us as well. You don't mind a couple other people coming into you? Okay. They're going to join up with us. But we've got to get to the news here first. But again, Diamond Bear Brewery, go before the ball game. Have, they've upped their food menu, by the way, over there. It's very good now. And get yourself uh, one of those real cold root beers they got there. I know you like the beer, too, and blondes and all that. But try. Try the root beer. It's really Really, really very good. Here's the news. All right, so Sophia and I have been making uh, super-duper friendships here. (laughs) You know, she's from uh, Central Illinois originally, has found herself down in Arkansas. I'll get to that story with her in just a moment. Uh, Of course, I'm down here in Arkansas. I'm from northwest Indiana. So I understand, you know, where she lived at. I understand it. And we were talking about the soil. You know, we got the red soil down here. It's all got all that clay in it and everything. If so you, both of you know how much better it is down here then. So you oh, have yeah. That in common. Dude, look, I had a boss ask me how I have been successful in the South for 18 years because he said we've hired people before from the North and they didn't do so well down here. And I said, well, it's a, a strange story. All right. I said, both of my parents are from the South. They're. My mom was from Louisville, Kentucky. Notice I said Louisville. Louisville, Kentucky. And my dad was from Charleston, West Virginia. And they're Southern, all right? I'm called the black sheep of the family because I'm the only one in the family born north of the Mason-Dixon line. Both my brothers were born in Kentucky. Well, I was born Northern, but I was raised Southern. There you go. (laughs) <laughs> All right. I mean, it wasn't milk in my bottle. It was sweet tea. <laughs> okay. I mean, I ate, you know, fried bologna sandwiches and cornbread. You're from the South originally, oh, yeah. right? Okay. So let me ask this question. When you had dinner at times for dessert, did you have cornbread and milk with sugar? Mix it together, make it real kind of that. Our cornbread was, was so sweet, I didn't need milk and sugar. Yeah, my, my mom's wasn't. <laughs> but she made she made old fashioned way in the in the iron skillet and all that. Oh, well. You take it and you put it all in the, the milk. Now my dad did buttermilk. I was never ever able to drink that crap. Mm-hmm. All right, that's just nasty. Na- you ever drink buttermilk, Tim? Tim Lim's here. Uh, yeah. You did? Mm-hmm, I think so. Did you like it? Yeah. It was okay. <laughs> I bet you're the first Asian that's ever <laughs> said they liked buttermilk. It's I'm just, I like, just I like how non-committed he is either way. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> most people have a pretty strong reaction one way or the other. It's, like, it's nasty. <laughs> yeah, it's nasty. Did, did you, have you drinking it? Drink, drinking not, it? No, I don't. I don't, I, I don't yeah, consume buttermilk. I'm a professional. I mean, I like buttermilk biscuits, but I don't like buttermilk oh, yeah. straight. Like so. buttermilk pancakes. Yeah. You know, but uh, something about drinking that stuff that, all right, let's, we haven't asked Sophie yet. Uh, have you have I've you had buttermilk? No, I've never had that. Okay, hey Russ, <laughs> somebody go out and get some. We got to get some. We got to get, we gotta get cold buttermilk <laughs> and have Sophie back on. <laughs> I, I think there's a 
There's a bottle of rancid milk back there. <laughs> That's about that right. That's pretty close. That's pretty close. And then if right. I don't like it, I won't ever come yeah, back. Yeah, you won't have to be. Um, we're going to invite you back again. Okay. And you don't even have to come back and talk about uh, about the Travelers. Travelers got a car show going, guys. Do you like car shows? You're not big. I, you guys, I'm okay see, on it. Well, I don't go out of my way for I car shows. I grew up when car shows were cool. You know, you wanted to go out and see the muscle cars and all of that. Of course, when we did it, you had the big slicks on the back end of it, and you do the burnouts and stuff mm-hmm. while you were there. Well, I'd see Mitch's brother used to have a car that would, uh, well, until he ragged it out, looked like it might have been yeah. in a car show. My brother's point. the car man. Yeah, Is he really? He went through two MR2s okay. uh, and, and raced them around wow. these uh, different like uh, street tracks and stuff. He was really good at it, too, but I think he's... He blew up both engines, and then he got married, and then he had different expenses. He started, <laughs> he started too soon. See, now, if he was doing it now, he could do, like, Memphis Streets or whatever on the History Channel. Oh, yeah. About street racing. Yeah, he was ahead of his time, I guess. He was. That's exactly what it was. Are you talking about Aaron? Yeah. yeah. Wow. He, he raced cars, yeah. <laughs> he was the quietest guy, you know. Yeah. Until he got behind the wheel of a car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I can just it. see it happening not there. Okay, so Sophia, <laughs> car show coming up over at the Trabs game this weekend. What time does the car show start? I believe it starts at 5. It might start a little bit earlier, around 4.30. I know they're all going to be setting up around 4.30, getting everything set up around there. Um, but we actually still have um, openings, so if people still want to sign up for it, they can sign up for it until tomorrow morning. Okay. So, still got openings for that if you want to do that and get your car out there, get it parked on the concourse. And How do, you, uh, how do they sign up? They can sign up online, so just go to Travs.com. Um, we have the entry form there on our main homepage. You can just fill that out real quick. Okay. That's, 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 this, is, this is interesting. <laughs> I was talking to Lance when Lance was going to come on the show, and then he stiffed me again. No, Which, it's not really being stiffed when they send me Sophie. <laughs> he told me last night at about ten thirty when we were finishing up the game. He's like, "Hey, uh, by the way, <laughs> wait a second, ten thirty last night." I was like, okay. <laughs> Did you see that email he sent me, Russ? This morning, the email. Morning, guys. Thank you again for letting us come on today at two thirty. And I'm up looking the car forward show. to it. I've listed Although. the bullet points of the event below. I also realized <laughs> I have a two thirty p.m. conference call. With the MILB that I can't get out of, so it looks like I can't make it. I will send a backup. Sophie Ozier in the on deck. Circle. Well, he asked is on deck. He kind of is our director like, of luxury suites. Can you do this? Like, it'd be awesome if you could because I have this conference call. You can't say no to one. I'm just so. telling you, it was all <laughs> in the bag before you even knew it. <laughs> Same thing before I saw anything about it. it was all in the answer main. those questions of yours, Dave. I can right now about okay. the car show tomorrow. Registration twenty five dollars. It's open until tomorrow morning. Um, at what the, time? The show begins at four p.m. The game, of course, at six ten. Who are they playing tomorrow? They'll have a ceremony after the seventh inning stretch. Who are they, who are they playing tomorrow? North. Travs. Do you know? believe it's northwest. Oh, you can't hear me. You I think get... you're in northwest. Or I think they're yeah, playing northwest, northwest Arkansas. Arkansas. I was going to say, he's got his mic on. He's got his <laughs> headphones off. He can't hear anything because the speakers aren't playing back at him. So, I understand now. It kind of catches me off guard sometimes with our schedule because 
as opposed to Major League Baseball, they never start a new series on a Saturday. And Minor League Baseball does it all the time. It throws oh, okay. me off. Is so it, we're starting a new team Is it really tomorrow. weird for you to be sitting here talking to me and then hearing Russ's voice in the background? It, well, maybe it makes you feel like you're there at the ballpark. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> I feel like he's going to be like, and up next, we have right fielder. And he's gonna Good start afternoon, announcing sports it. fans. Yeah. It's a beautiful day in North Little Rock. Who's <laughs> ready for some baseball? Okay, now here, here's the key, Russ. You need to take the Dave Ellswick School of Pronunciation for baseball players so that you sound like Harry Carey. Where you butcher, uh, yeah, where you butcher every third name you say. I'm not going to get liquored up like Harry <laughs> Carey. <laughs> That's your loss, man. That's my claim to fame here on the radio. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> now, okay, so the winners, there's going to be a bunch of winners, right? That's what I heard. I so, yeah, we have a couple like different categories. Winners or something? Yeah, yeah. 14 winners. Yeah. 14, okay. Very cool. Very cool. All right. So, people need to go to Travs.com, get mm-hmm. their car in. Mm-hmm. They still got room for cars. And then uh, during the seventh inning stretch, they're going to announce all the winners? Yes. Okay. You're going to have a best of show, I'm sure. I believe so, yes. Okay. I mean, what's the point of the show if you don't have a best to show, right? All right. Yeah, you're right about that. So now if somebody wants to get a suite, I'm going to talk to Mitch about this after the game. He's got all the money. Uh, I'm talk to him about getting us a suite for the Dave Ellswick show, and we're going to invite 30 of our, our best friends and listeners and uh, watch a game. Do you get hot dogs with this? Um, you can. You can okay. get you can get pretty much anything up there. <laughs> fried you, bologna sandwiches? We can get you fried bologna sandwiches. We Cold can get you No. <laughs> Just for Tim. <laughs> Just for Tim. <laughs> we can find a distributor that'll give it to us. Then okay. uh, we'll see what we can do. All right. I didn't ask you about prices. So for thirty, how much mm-hmm. am I looking at? So to rent a suite for a night is six hundred and that okay. includes eighteen tickets. Um, if you need any more, like I said, you can get up to 30 people in there, um, but then the additional tickets are $12. You got to buy the tickets. Mm-hmm. So that kicks out 12 people, Mitch, so we're going to have to pare down our list. I'm invited, right? Yeah, you'd be okay. invited. Of course you'd be invited. Uh-huh. And Elizabeth would be invited. Okay. And Tim and his wife. So now we're down to um, eight. <laughs> and me, so seven, you know, man. I've quick. got seven friends. No. All seven of them. You got seven friends. I, have seven I do friends. not. Yeah. I don't have seven friends. I'm not surprised. Got more. Got a lot more enemies. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're doing something right. So, how do you like it up here, Sophie? You like the studio? Yeah, the studio is. It's very interesting. I'm still trying to catch up with everything. Going oh, everything on here. It's, it's being said up here. You know about <laughs> what's what's going on here. Like, man, I've got a guy here that's really into this white supremacist stuff. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I actually noticed Ron Swanson first whenever I walked yeah, in. Yeah, <laughs> Ron Swanson. So I'm a big Parks and Rec fan, so I noticed him there first. There is only one bad word. Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that. Sophie, we appreciate you coming in. Oh, well, Will you come back me. and visit? Absolutely. Okay, we'll have you back on here in the very near future. Sophie Ozer from over at the Travs. Don't forget about the uh, ball game tomorrow. But don't forget, before the ball game starting at 4 o'clock is the car show, and you don't want to miss that. Back with you, and our thanks to, to Sophie Ozer for coming in from the Travelers. We're going to have her back on. Uh, and the reason being is that I promised you I would have her tell you why 
she moved all the way from the middle of Illinois to Arkansas in a Conestoga wagon. All right, why did she do that? I'll tell you the next time here on the Dave Ellswick Show when we have her. Maybe next Friday. Maybe we'll see if she stopped by next Friday. Why she did it, and it wasn't for the root beer and diamond beer. It just wasn't. Just letting you know that. Or the buttermilk. So I was listening to you on the way over here. So yeah. I've never tried the diamond beer root beer. Is oh, it, my is it great? God. It's great. Okay. I'm just, look, I, and I'm going back now. Okay. Everybody knows I'm 65. You know, I used to go to work with Fred Flintstone, but the, and I used to write a brontosaurus. But the bottom line is, is that their root beer is like the root beer I remember. From A&W? From the A&W. Creamy. Yeah, the real creamy root beer. That's what their root beer is like. It is awesome. Now, Mitch comes walking into my studio today and says, you got to try this Uber Fizz. Yeah, my buddy from Durango just sent me some because uh, we're thinking about uh, maybe doing a little co-branding soda yeah. thing with Red our Rooster Red Rooster Uber Fizz. Awesome. I like it. Yeah, so this is a, a maker and bottler of soda out of Durango, Colorado that my buddy knows. And uh, he tells me, I just got the box yesterday. Okay. And I haven't tried it yet. It's in the fridge. But he tells me it's the best root beer he ever had. Not, well, then I want to try I like root I'll beer. I'll bring you some. I love root beer. Yeah. My, my wife hates root beer. She won't even come near me. Well, she doesn't do that anyway, but she she won't come near me if I've got the smell of root beer on my breath. I don't know what happened to her when she was a child. I don't know if she was beaten with an A&W bottle or what. <laughs> I just know that she does not like root beer. I used to go to A&W. At A&W, they bring out these big mugs that were like coated in yeah. ice, and they have your root beer in it. If you got a root beer float, they didn't go up to the machine and turn the handle and put the soft serve into it and then pour the root beer, they dipped it out, man. Mm. That's when mm-hmm. it was good. And there's something, that's what makes root beer really creamy is as the ice cream melts in the root beer, it just makes it so good. Do they still have A&W's yes. r- restaurants? They do. They, I don't know but if they have standalones. They kind of like are hybrids sh- with yes, other with, places. With gas so. stations. Well, oh, man. We used to go to the A&W in Cabot. They used to have one over there on, I think, Main Street or Race Street, and they closed that. So uh, my co-writer and I, Mark Pellegrini, oh, who Mitch also knows, whenever we're on road trips, we make it a point to stop at A&W's along the way because they're so rare to, to find, at least here in Arkansas. Now, the ones that you stopped in, uh, are the servers still wearing roller skates? No. They're not doing mm-hmm. that? That's always cool, too. That was a big deal. Uh, when I was a, a kid, a teenager, or whatever. But we didn't call them A&Ws. We called them, see, there was A&W and there was Dog and Suds. You remember Dog and Suds? It had the picture of the dog on the it's side. Terrible branding. Yeah, yeah, we call them. You just think we, of a wet dog. We called all of those Arf and Barfs. Dog and Suds it, was a uh, mixer. It was hot dogs and cold draft. But it just yeah, makes root me, beer. The first thing that comes to my mind is Pet what grooming. a wet dog smells like. Yeah, I mean, that's, but that's me. what it, that that's was bad was, branding. You know, well, the picture kind of looked like Pluto. You know, mm-hmm. that's what it kind of looked like. But you know, what's a man's best friend but a dog? You remember slush puppies? Yes, I do remember Good. that. Yeah, I do. They're getting ready to build a DQ, or they are building a DQ right now uh, in Cabot. Of course, okay. they opened one up just recently over in Sherwood, mm-hmm. so I don't have to go to Sherwood here in the near future. Uh, what I like from DQ, 
is Mr. Misty. Have you had a Mr. Misty? Mm-mm. Oh, this is good. This is like real fine ice water with flavoring. Okay. And they are good. It's like getting to the bottom of a snow cone where the flavoring is all soaked through all that ice and the ice has gotten where it's real small and you can just, you know, drink it. Good stuff. Just cool. know, be careful. You can get a major brain freeze so quickly with that drink, especially if you're like hot and you're going sucking it down as fast as you can. And then all of a sudden it feels like somebody took a 10 penny nail and drove it up to the roof of your mouth. Not fun. <laughs> There's evidently a, a nerve or something in the top of your mouth that goes directly from the inside of your mouth to up by your brain. And that is what causes that. Hmm. Yeah, that's why they say the best cure for brain freeze is, one, you can take your tongue and put it to the roof. Stick it to the roof. Yeah, Yeah, try to warm it up as fast as you can. Mm -hmm. Didn't work for me. Me neither. It just hurts. That's all I know. You you sit there. You look at you can. You always know the people who got brain freezes. They got the palm of their hand against their (laughs) forehead (laughs) with their eyes closed, trying to wish it away, and it, uh, it doesn't work. There's a fly that jumped on your mic. It's trying to it's say gnat. something, I think. Something, yeah. It's, it's, I don't know what that was all about. You, me. <laughs> that was creepy. Yeah. It looked like David Edison. Okay. Didn't look like Vincent Price. Okay. But maybe I need a Vincent Price. He could have dropped a rock on it. Now, mm-hmm. I will say this for desserts. I, I think there's only one place in town. I might be wrong. So if any listener wants to call me out on it, that's fine. But the best thing ever is in Temple, Texas, there's a place called Frosty Cones. And the way this dessert works is they take soft serve ice cream. Frosty cone. Yeah. They put it in the middle and then they fill the rest of it with ice and then put syrup. So it's a snow cone with ice cream trapped in the middle. Where is this at? It's in Temple, Texas. It's where Belton is. I know, it's where, called... I know where Temple is. If you're going to Austin, you got to go through Temple yep. and Colleen and all those areas. So all the people in Colleen, Belton, Temple, they all know Frosty Cones. It's a locally owned and operated. I wish I'd known this. I went right by it. Oh, I go there. I will make a special trip just to go there. But there is a place. It's uh, that snow cone shack that's right next to the Pleasant Ridge Shopping Center. They serve the same thing. So I'm waiting for them to open. I saw they parked their little cart out yesterday. So hopefully. They make it over there. Huh? They so do. we don't have to drive eight hours. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I, it's not quite the same, but I mean, it's the same formula. It's kind of close. Kind of close. Okay. Yeah. Kind of close. Okay. That's cool. You know what? It's hard to. Mitch is saying, I thought we were going to talk about comic books or something. No, no I'm good. <laughs> anyway, those push ups. Remember push ups? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. Can you still get those? Oh, you're talking about the dessert. Um, yeah, I'm talking about the ice cream. Yeah, the I know how to, I know how to do push-ups. Yeah, I know uh-huh. how to. But yeah, the the thing that has like a it was like the cardboard tube with right. that mm-hmm. that cheap orange ice cream inside of it. Yep. Can you still get those? I have no mm-hmm. idea. Yeah, you can. Can you? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't see them at stores anymore. Yeah, that was like do. the yeah. number one treat for kids when I was growing up. Yeah, me too. Yeah, you know, cities. And what was great? You sit on the curb eating them because your parents get you out of the house, get out, get you out to where it was warm, and you're trying to eat it as fast as you can because that stuff melted, mm-hmm. like, really fast, and it would be all down there. the cardboard arm. would get soggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the end, it tastes like cardboard. Yeah, and, well, you'd suck on the cardboard to get every right. little bit of flavoring out of it. What did they call those sticks that had frozen flavored ice in them, and then you'd open the... Freeze pops? Freeze pops, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at Russ, Russ just goes... 
I watch I listen to Ellswick for years. It's amazing <laughs> to me. Cultural insanity <laughs> of his radio station. I love that stuff. People love people love freeze pops I, and push up pops. I buy them at Walmart. You know they'll have a bunch of those freeze pops in it's just uh, a plastic tube with frozen Kool Aid. That's in. exactly right. But you take a, you buy about forty of them for about three dollars. It's probably more expensive now. Throw them into your freezer. And, man, when you've been out working in the yard or something and you're really hot and thirsty, those things are great. The only ones that are not great when you're hot and thirsty is the green ones. Mm. They got kind of a funky taste that yeah. just lime. Yeah, kind of nasty to get rid of the, you know, makes you want to throw up. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. That's the bottom line. But the red ones, and the, I love blue. Me too. I'm I'm the blue guy. I like that stuff. That I don't know the raspberry or something that they. It's a blueberry. Blue, yeah, something. I don't know exactly. It's just one of my favorite. Those were my favorite things from my childhood that I remember. I remember all of those things. And yes, we did have plastic when I was a kid. Wow. You know, no, we didn't have birds. You that, were the start of it all, Dave. Yeah, we didn't have. We didn't have. Birds that did the typing for us. You know, that's in the Flintstones. That wasn't in when I was a kid. All right, we take a break. It's the Dave Ellswick Show back after the news with Mitch Breitweiser and Dr. Dr. Tim. I'm just going to call him the doctor from now on. Dr. Tim Love. Please don't. <laughs> back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, pardon us. I know it's a Friday show. It's usually fun Friday, but we're going to talk something serious here for just a moment. Uh, because here in the last uh, couple of days, uh, we've had a couple of high-profile suicides. And a lot of times when that happens, uh, people who may have been thinking about committing suicide go ahead and do it then. So we had the, uh, the lady who was kind of the, the fashionista, uh, that uh, had done such fantastic work and had just the week before she committed suicide just sold her business for almost two billion dollars. Oh my! All right, so it wasn't for lack of money, okay? Uh, and then, uh, of course, if you had uh, haven't heard, uh, Andrew Bourdain committed suicide Anthony. last night. What Anthony? Yeah, Anthony. I'm sorry, yeah. Anthony. Bourdain. I think before, I told you I'm the Harry Carey of names on the <laughs> Dave Ellswick Show. I think before we, if we're going to go into this conversation, I think we should start with the suicide prevention hotline number. Okay, uh, it's one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. That's one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. And there's a there's an ear there to hear what you have to say. Okay, if let me just say this. I don't care how bad things get. It's never bad enough to take your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk All to right. somebody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like my, my friend Brian, uh, who is a psychologist who came on with us a couple times ago. Yeah. He's really good. Uh, somebody like that can really help you out. Yeah. I, put you in the right direction. As a Christian, I, I just have, you know, life is such a, a, a precious gift, you know, just to take your, your life. And, and, some some people will not agree with me here, all right, uh, on this. Uh, but uh, Bourdain had been quoted as saying that he had 
thought about taking his life before of walking off a cliff and you know falling into the water not knowing how deep it was and things of that nature and he said you know doing the ultimate selfish act and you know what there's a lot of people say that well you shouldn't say that about a person well it's the ultimate selfish act Mm -hmm. i mean it really is i mean what you've done to the people you leave behind, I mean, you probably have at least one friend, you know, and people will spend a, a good portion of the rest of their life trying to yeah. figure out why they didn't see that you were ready to take your yeah. life. The, instead of maybe thinking about the ultimate selfish act, maybe the right, if, if you're at that point, uh, maybe, I mean, maybe you can debate this, but maybe the, the right course of action is to become the ultimate to do the ultimate selfless act well that's Sell everything better. you've got help everybody you can uh and you know just and, lay it all lay I it all down don't understand if you have children i mean bourdain has said the thing that kept him going basically is he had an 11 year old daughter and he wanted to be here for her mm-hmm. uh the lady who, what was her name? Kate Spade. Yeah, Spade it, it just killed herself. She, um, she had, I think, two children. Yeah, at, at least one daughter. And in, yeah. in her letter, she even said, um, "This was not your fault. Just ask your dad. I love you very much." Yeah. She's not ever going to believe that. I'm just telling you, it's not. You're not going to believe that. She's going to wonder what did I do wrong or what didn't I do that would have kept you from doing this to me you know at that point Mm -hmm. i i don't understand that you know and then all of us we're all believers that are sitting here in in this room right now and i i gotta i think there's both of the people who just took their lives if i'm not mistaken we're both atheistic um i don't know for a fact but i do know that if you look at their histories uh the the religious nature is kind of um, ambiguous. For example, you had both uh, you had Robin Williams and you had Kate Spade. Both of them, I think, grew up um, Catholic, and I think Kate uh, Robin Williams ended up becoming Episcopal and then later on Jewish. But uh, it, one has to question if there was a practicing component in there. And I think the bigger uh, question is obviously when you're in times like that, uh, what do you turn to? Who do you turn to? And that is, does it say something? Especially when you look at celebrities. Does it just show that money can't buy you happiness, fame can't buy you happiness, that there are other things that are going on that need to be fulfilled? There's a place, I think, within everybody that stuff doesn't fill. God-shaped hole, what they call it. What? The God-shaped yeah. hole. Yeah. I, mean, I think, I yeah. think there's, 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 a lot, there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. I mean, I know— you know, I always make a joke when people say, well, you know, Dave, money doesn't buy happiness. And I always say, yeah, but I'd like to try, <laughs> you know, but, but, you know, but, you know, sure. I'd like to win the lottery and see if I have a miserable life the rest of my life or whatever. But, well, you, you, you I don't think so because you, you've said you'd invested in our uh, publishing. Yeah. You so. know that I would be spread in <laughs> so the wealth, be brother. I'd be spread in the wealth. I I want to see Red Rooster Uber Fizz. All right. I, well, that's what I want to see. All right. I want to see rabbits on Uber Fizz. I want to have a a lot of stuff going on. I've got a lot of friends that 
that I know have great, great uh, thoughts of, of what they would like to do in their lives with businesses and stuff. And I would love to be the guy that you guys could call up and say, hey, I saw you won the lottery. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. can you help me out? And I could say, yes. Well, you keep talking about it and it'll come true. That's the way it works. I don't know, man. <laughs> How long I've been talking about, Russ? Longer than I can remember. Because <laughs> I'm one of those crazy people. I'm one of the crazy people. I'm one of those guys that sits down, and I got to think it's because of the time I spent in the military and they ask you to have contingencies for everything. And you got to put it all on paper. And and I do that. I know exactly what I would do if I won the lottery. I know where the money was, how I'm going to invest it and how I'm going to use it. Now, some things change. I, I've just met both of you and got to know you pretty good over the last couple of years. And uh, you're in the contingency now. That if something happens, just know. <laughs> that if I call you at like three o'clock in the morning tonight, I won the mega millions that I'll be saying, you're going to be so happy about what I'm going to tell you. I just won $40 million <laughs> after taxes, <laughs> you know? And you know, I didn't realize this. You get that money, right? And unless you make money off of that money, you've paid the taxes on it. Just, it's all yours. I might end up being Scrooge McDuck. Mm-hmm. You know, I might have all made into dollar bills and just sit in the middle of the room and throw it up in the air. I don't know. I'm well, that's a, that's a smart thing. I thought you were going to say you're going to be like Scrooge McDuck and have a money pit with coins. No. No, because you can't dive into it. I mean, he can, but yeah. if you try diving into a pit of metal coins, you're going to end and up breaking break your, your neck. neck. <laughs> that's exactly. That's exactly right. And if I if I did still go to strip clubs, the strippers would have loved me. With all the dollar bills that I'd have, they that, would th- they would think that they were stuck uh. in a hurricane. I'm just saying, <laughs> just, make it rain. I'm, you got you've been listening to me for 18 years, and you know those are facetious statements that I'm making. <laughs> Although somebody recorded and will play it back mm-hmm. out of context, but anyway, who cares? Let's just continue talking. But it, 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 I'm trying, the, the long and short of it is, uh, as far as I don't, I've never have understood, probably never will understand taking your own life. I can't put my head there. Yeah, and I mean, uh, we were talking off the air uh, about the kind of larger cultural context. Mitch and I, we both know people who are in the industry, in the comics industry, who uh, they have behavior that's very self-destructive and. Um, I, I contend that there is definitely kind of this mental streak where you have individuals who I think going back to the previous statement, money can't buy happiness. I think money can buy happiness, but happiness is temporary. But money a lot of times can't buy fulfillment and fulfillment is something completely different. Uh, the idea being that if you're fulfilled, that you're filled with something that, where you don't need anything else, that you're content. And we see all these people all the time on social media who – uh, they attack others, and I think that at the root of it is this idea that they themselves are not happy people, and unhappy people, unfulfilled people, they have to find ways to fill themselves, and I'm sometimes looking. you fill it with, with hate, or you fill it with self-deprecation or guilt or whatever it might be. Yeah, uh, but ultimately what you're doing, like if you're chasing, you're trying to fit in somewhere, you're trying to be part of the cool crowd, 
or you're trying to fill up your life with, uh, you know, tempor- temporal pleasures or uh, things, stuff, uh, goods or whatever, and that only buys you, like like Tim said, a temporary bit of happiness. But ultimately what you're doing is you're just chasing a, a drug that's a, a chemical response within your own brain. And ultimately, once you've, you know, satiated that, then there's nothing more. Then you're going to feel you're going to feel empty because all you can do if that's the ultimate fulfillment for you is continue to to chase that knowing or not knowing that it's just a chemical reaction within yourself. So ultimately I think with life, there has to be something more transcendent. You have to be part of something greater uh, than yourself or your selfish desires uh, in order to really find fulfillment. And for, for me, and I think for all of us in that room, that, that is part of, you know, sort of like humbling yourself and, and, and acknowledging that there is something a lot greater out there than you, and you just kind of have to bend to it. And well, I think it, it, you're being it's, – it's the ultimate – I don't know about being – it's the ultimate ego, I believe, that you can literally look at the creation around you and say – all by chance. Yeah, and yeah. to be so All certain, to be so certain about it, I, I find I, to me. Well, I, I can't speak for everybody, but for me, it's too hubristic. And we all, I, I think, I'd be. I think you would. Everyone in this room would concur that we've all considered it, right? You have to consider uh, that there that it is an accident or it is all by chance. But ultimately, when I really stop and meditate on it, it's like I don't have. I am not that smart. I am not that wise, and I don't have it within me to be that hubris. Well, I know. I know you do, Dave. No, <laughs> you're you're know. the smartest man in the room. Yeah. <laughs> no, I look, well, that's why, and, and I can say if that's the case, then it's because I look around and it's pretty self-evident that somebody put all this into motion because the whole thing about, you know, um, evolution and all of that, it just falls apart as you look at it closely. And there's parts of, like, for instance, people don't realize that they know that the process of blood clotting happened before it was necessary. Uh, And if that's the case, then that disproves evolution as evolutionary processes happen because it's necessary for them to happen. I mean, why do you need clotting blood before... It was necessary to have clotting blood. See, I'm, I'm maybe not. I don't know. I'd have to look into that. But for me, I, I, there's this there's this idea. Read, that, read read Darwin's black box. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Darwin's black box is really good. Yes. Uh, I'll read it. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think there's this common idea out there that that religion and and science are two separate things, and, and that one disproves the other, and they're constantly at odds. And I science don't see that is as only the, the study of God. We, yeah, I, I think the more we we learn, the more we we find out that the universe, like the, it's in the same way that the the older and hopefully wiser I get, the more I realize I'm completely stupid. Uh, the more we learn about science, the the more I we learn that the that. The, uh, the the mysteries of the universe are greater and grander than we could ever uh, truly explain. The um, uh, I, I'm going to forget if I don't make the statement right now, but even though we're kind of talking about esoteric things, there are people out there who I know uh, probably contemplate suicide as a result of chemical imbalances and yeah. other mental processes. So for people late in the conversation, originally we were talking about 
celebrity deaths and I guess the phenomenon of why is it that people who we would think are uh, content or happy with money or material pleasure, why they would take their own life. So that's not to put – that's not the – Not to say that there aren't mental correct. issues. Right. I agree with that. Wholeheartedly agree with that. But right now, do you know that suicide is the 10th most common way that an American will die? And I think it's four times more likely Tenth. for men than it is for women. So this is, uh, you know, really hitting uh, men particularly hard. But the, obviously Kate Spade is uh, – so it affects everyone. But yep. but there's some uh, unnerving statistics, especially with veterans. Isn't it 22 a day yeah, it's or something amazing. like that? That is incredibly sad. And I, and I know a lot of that is because of some of the things they've been through, traumatic brain injuries, PTSD, and all the rest – and that's why I always say we should spend as much money as necessary for treatment programs for our veterans. We promised them that, and we need to follow through. But I will also say that there are people, and you talk about homelessness and stuff like that, there are some people who want to be homeless. I know that sounds bizarre to a lot of us, but it's true. I've talked to some of them. This is the way I choose to live. This is the way I want to live. Leave me alone. Mm -hmm. All right? Fair enough. Just stay off of my street corner. All right? That's all I ask. We got to take a break. We'll come back. We'll do something fun Mm -hmm. when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. Back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. So, last night, went out and saw a brand new movie that I really, really liked. Are you guys into classic horror? I mean, when I talk classic horror, I'm talking about Rosemary's Baby and The Exorcist and The Devil's Daughter, Devil's Reign. It's kind of the 60s, need, 70s yeah. stuff. You need to get Mark Pellegrini back on. Really? Yeah, he's, the co-writer. Is that what he's into? No, he, he's a horror maniac. Okay. So well, you just need to have a horror hour with him. Yeah, I'm talking about when you get into the when you moved into the 70s, middle of the 70s, you got started getting into the slasher era. Mm-hmm. That's when horror became something totally different than what it had been before, like the haunting and things of that nature, where you had this like foreboding built up within the movie that made you just got under your skin and creeps you out about the the movie, you know? Hereditary is that kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Dude, you got to see this movie. I never even heard of it. It's, it's a brand new movie just coming out. It's one, was her name, Tony Collette? Okay. Uh, from, uh, I remember the first movie I saw of hers was uh, Muriel's Wedding, an Australian film that she did that she gained 40 pounds to, to do the part, and she was really good in it. What's the plot? The plot is you join the movie as the family is being woken up on um, any normal day. The grandmother of the two kids has died. The, The matriarch of the family has died, and they're going to the funeral. And it kicks off from there, and strange things start happening. And as you go along, you learn things about the hereditary things that were in the family, that's pretty doggone spooky. Mm. Practical effects or CGI? No. A lot of it, I think most of it was practical. There is one scene. Well, no, that probably was practical because you can do fire 
now live fire but uh yeah it's really i thought it was great i loved the movie i just i just sat there enthralled by it it was so funny because i leaned over uh to linda during the movie and i said this guy watched rosemary's baby and the exorcist a million times Mm -hmm. because there was pieces in the movie that i could tell you he pulled right from rosemary's baby like people would show up and they weren't characters so speak in the movie but they'd be like standing away from the main characters and the main character would look over them and they would look at them and smile and like a little hand gesture of waving at them and stuff that was it look at <laughs> that was they, they would do that in rosemary's baby yeah it gave me yeah it gave me goosebumps it's you know some people say well you got crazy at the end no that at the end you should have been at that point that you understood what was going on and what the end of the movie is going to be there was a twist kind of surprised me which i won't say what it was but that i thought was interesting what they did how did you rank it with the conjuring <laughs> Better, worse? Wow, Conjuring. I'll tell you that when we come back. It's going to take me a minute to talk about it. I love The Conjuring. Coming in September, The Nun. That's coming as well. Here's the news, because I'm a big James Wan fan. Okay, back. We're, ta- I'm talking about, we're talking about The Conjuring. All right? I'm a huge James Wan fan. He's the director of The Conjuring. And Fast and he's, the Furious. He's the man who did Saw, the very first one, which was the best saw movie uh because it wasn't just it wasn't just torture porn um i mean that at the end when uh uses has got they're fighting over the hacksaw to cut their hand was a foot off cut their foot off so they get out of the get out of the handcuffs that they're they're cuffed to and stuff i mean that that was intense filmmaking it was good filmmaking really was yeah and saw it to me it's hard to put it in like the horror genre it feels more like it's in the same line as a hitchcock type movie yeah. very suspenseful there is obviously there's gory parts in it but the payoff is totally worth it at the end but i'm gonna tell you what the conjuring was a great movie you were asking me was this movie up there with the conjuring or yeah it's up there i don't and it's form of being horror uh it's really good i mean look conjuring uses a lot of jump scares in it this movie doesn't really use any jump scares in it which i was i found very interesting that they didn't it was just as though everything that was happening supernaturally was a normal thing to be expected Mm -hmm. yeah and that's the thing about horror it's it's a tough genre to tackle. When people ask, what what do you think, if you were a movie director, would be the most difficult things to direct? I think comedy and horror, because people's level of what they find funny is different. And if you look at horror, uh, what people find scary is different. For example, my wife hates all this, the jump scare type horror. Yeah. But um, one thing well, that... You know what? That's That's fake scares, as far as I'm concerned, in some instances. I mean... In the con was the conjuring two is when they they had uh, the other family that was in the house the scene the the parts where they had the old man mm-hmm. show up you haven't seen no, conjuring two okay well uh, you know he'll make you jump for sure but uh, those I can I can understand you know but when you do a lot of the slasher movies and stuff 
Uh, the jump scares were there just to be there. Yeah, and I think a lot of things like slasher, uh, the slasher genre, and for jump scares, they're trying to tap into um, a primordial fear of obviously an attacker. But yeah. the, the horror movies that I think we like the most are the ones that are atmospheric. They're intended to make you feel unnerved. And they're intense. And they're intense. I read a review, I think it was in Variety, about uh, Hereditary. And the guy said after he walked out of the movie, he felt dirty. <laughs> and I I can understand what he was saying. I mean, it it's a really upsetting movie. It upsets you. Have you seen The Witch? I have not. It's the same guy that direct this one okay. directed that. Is The Witch good? It is an, it's an atmospheric uh-huh. horror movie, not a lot of jump scares. Uh-huh. It's made to make you feel... Uh, very disturbed, very <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah, that's so, from the very beginning of this movie. When you see it, one, I'm not giving anything away, but uh, Tony Collette is like this well-known uh, artist in the movie who makes miniatures, and she makes miniatures about things that have happened in her life. I mean, there's, she did, in fact, she did a miniature of the, um, uh, the hospice room where her mother was at, things like that. And they start off by showing you these miniatures, the camera's kind of panning by them and things, and it's slowly moving in towards them. And as they move into the, the one to the top left, Suddenly, you're in the actual room of the house of the family. And they use that throughout the whole movie. There's a reason as you watch the movie, you'll figure it out. It's so effective. It is so well done. I I, I gave it an 8.9. That's <laughs> Such a specific I give it. scale. Yeah, my, eight, my, my 10 scale. I wouldn't say it's a, a you know perfect movie, but I gave it eight point. I get I gave Deadpool two a ten, hmm. but I, I gave this an eight point nine. All right, it was uh, it was really really good. Now, I'm, have either one of you seen Solo yet? No, I'm boycotting. That movie. You're boycotting it. I might boycott uh, boycott uh, the new Jurassic movie. Have you been reading Uh-oh. some of the things about them? No. Uh-uh. Well, you should see the the liberal poppycock they put in it. Like or, what? What kind of Word is that? <laughs> All right. I mean, seriously, it's what are they saying? Well, what's uh, uh, you got Chris Pratt in it? Mm-hmm. Bryce Dallas Howard. Da- Dallas Howard. Okay, I can't ever remember all three pieces of her name and get it right. Uh, she is uh, an activist for saving the dinosaurs. <laughs> well, that's kind of funny. It's freaking stupid. Oh, I don't know. It's I mean, a liberal it might be, it might be funny. It might be funny if, yeah. it could, if it's done in the right way. Yeah. That could be, no, they're it could trying, be hilarious. She's wanting to try to. It's like she's if, is she like, the antagonist well, she's or like, the protagonist? I mean, it really she's depends a protagonist. on context. Really? She, yes. She is like uh, 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 a humane society nut job, all right, in this movie. Well, the, sometimes an antagonist doesn't necessarily mean you're the villain. It yeah. just means that you're the primary catalyst towards motivating the hero. It's like in right? yeah. you're the one putting people in the hot box, in the hot in yeah. hot water, right? Because see, you're, she's she's there to try to save the dinosaurs from the island where the volcano is going off, 
and finds out that this guy that's that's funding uh, fronting the bill evidently uh, is really wanting to sell the dinosaurs to very rich people so they can have a dinosaur of their own. Yeah. Liberal claptrap. But they're mm-hmm. the enemies. That's what I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's kind of like a lot of people forget that in PETA. Ghostbusters 1, uh, Walt, the character of Walter Peck, he was a member of the EPA. That's the yeah. entire reason why they unleashed the ghosts was because he didn't want them in the containment unit. So you do have uh, you do have some opportunity uh for that type of stuff, it just has to be written properly. So, uh, no, I've been avoiding, I've been avoiding a lot of those reviews, but I don't know. I have to check them out now because I was really excited to see that movie. Yeah, we'll see. I don't. That doesn't ruin it. I for mean, me. it I'm, could no, be done. I'll really I'll probably cool. go see it. All right, I probably go see it. I'm not boycotting it, you know. But I was really disappointed when I started reading the liberal crap that they put into it. It's like, why do you got to ruin it? Well, Make it can't be worse a movie. Than- it can't be worse than Solo because, I mean, obviously there was I've a lot heard of, about that, too. There was a lot of that in there, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Social justice. That was SJW stuff. Yeah. It was really strange to put that in a Star Wars movie. I mean, I just I watched The Last Jedi for the first time two days ago with Elizabeth. And uh, I don't know. It was the, kind of the same way, very thinly veiled propaganda stuff. But see, and, we, and we sit and watch it because we understand and we see that stuff in it. The average moviegoer, I do not believe sees what they're being no i think i think they do we see it reflected in merchandising for example um <laughs> uh they've had one of the worst merchandising quarters uh, mm-hmm. ever since the la- uh, last jedi came out they can't move those toys well i think it's because they placed pushing uh, a thinly veiled narrative above creating just fantastic characters and that's i think the real problem with star wars star wars should be about the absolute m- amazing archetypal characters uh, that they've been that that were part of the original trilogy, but instead they focused on shoehorning um, agendas and stuff in into the into the into Star Wars, and that falls flat with an audience. Whether they recognize it or not, the characters fall flat because they're placing the value of one thing above the thing that's most important, which is character development. Correct. Yeah, a lot of movies like that now about not developing character. And that yeah. that's one thing you're not finding in Hereditary. Yeah. Well, the they about, develop every character in that movie. The Last Jedi, uh, I mean, because I'm, fre- I'm fresh off watching this now for the first time, so it's kind of fresh on my mind. So forgive me for that. Um, that's but, right. Uh, 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 it could have been a good movie. Like there were elements of that that I, I felt like were, if they had amplified it, like, it could have been actually a really great film. Uh, there was some, obviously some major, major plot holes you could drive a bus through <laughs> uh and the thinly veiled stuff but uh and weak weak characters but there were some elements that that in the movie that I thought were really good i have to tell you i like the the lightsaber fight with snoke yeah i love that mm-hmm. scene that, that scene, scene was really was good really I, I think cool the <laughs> the only thing about the movie i really liked was the relationship between ray and and uh, Kylo Ren. I felt like Ky- th- that actor, he's, he pulled his weight in that Adam movie. Adam Driver. He is good. He is very, very he's good. He's from Little Rock. I know. Yeah. And he he he's was the only Marine. actor, I think, that really stepped up. Yeah. Right, he no put in the hard work. Let me change. He you. looked awesome. No, you're never a former Marine. You're yeah, always right. a Marine. I, right. Let me make myself clear about yeah. that. Okay. No, he was great. And uh, I, I would go see, I'll, I'll go see episode nine just for him. 
I thought he was uh, just to see him get his just desserts. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was, that's going to be the end of the canon up to that point. Yeah. I was rooting for him in the in in episode eight. Uh, oh, so, that maybe he was going to end up maybe. Well, yeah, but that's what the movie on our right guy. Exactly, and and it, it, the movie made me empathize with him a little bit, right? And and I think that was the most powerful aspect about the Last Jedi is it made you empathize with that character. I think they could have done a better job with it, and if all the supporting plots and stuff uh, had actually been supporting to those ends, it could have been a lot better film. But you know, it is what it is. He did great. What was that movie, did it not surprise you that Princess Leia lived? Yeah, that was surprising. I was very surprised. I was more surprised that they let that Space Leia scene stay, and no one in editing said, we need to get rid of that. That's a terrible That was scene. weird. It was really strange. It was, there was a lot of weird things in that film that, like, I, I would have, I mean, had I been in charge of the writer's room, I would have been, I would have just told people to get the, like, the heck out like, of here. Like Boyega and the girl. Yeah, yeah. Was, like, I still don't understand ridiculous. that part of it. Uh, yeah, and and uh, what's the whole this visit, guy? the Canto bite, it made no sense. It had nothing to do with the plot. And and the this the the purple haired woman and the Holdo, yeah. And what's the um, the guy's name? Who's the fighter pilot who becomes the Poe Dameron? Poe Poe's storyline was. I mean, I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to give him a hero arc. Yeah, but they shoehorned it in so poorly. Uh, I don't know. It just was. It, it fell. It fell apart for me. But you have to admit, as you're watching the mo- movie, and Yoda stands shows up. <laughs> you no. just, Spoiler alert, Dave. Very yeah. cool. If you haven't seen it by now, it's out on DVD for God's sake. Yeah. Uh, you know, hey man, I'm a big time Yoda dude. I don't know. I didn't like the. I didn't care for the way Yoda was written. No, you didn't like no, it. No, I did not like that. No, I didn't. I didn't like that at all. I didn't but like the message he delivered. But just seeing him, seeing him was cool. That but was like, cool. But here's what bothered me. Here's what bothered me is he's Luke has been there on this planet for years and years, uh, guarding or quote unquote guarding. He's been a hermit uh, along with the Jedi archives and hasn't yeah. read them. Yeah, uh, and yeah, I get it. You're trying to say something that, that is, yeah, he's lazy <laughs> and all this other stuff. But but I don't, it's it. I don't know. That's not Luke. That's not that Luke was full of passion, and uh, it's just not Luke. And then, and then, uh, then he just—I don't want to spoil anything for people who haven't seen it. But the actions he takes in that scene—I don't know—I just didn't. Uh, this d- disrespect of knowledge that comes from Yoda himself, and and this accumulated uh, l- lifetimes of wisdom that Luke spent the second half of his life guarding, and what happens to it all—I don't know. I thought that was poor messaging. What? They said they should have picked a different director. Maybe they should have. Yeah, and yeah. I, I would have done it. Yeah, I could have done a better job. He's rude on social media. Yeah. Ryan Johnston, just follow him on Twitter. He is the rudest person. If you try to say anything about him, he just. He's strange. He, he attacks, just, he'll, 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 he, he attacks you. He'll he gets, go off yeah, on you. He gets, he's very reactive with the fan community that didn't like the, his movies. In and fact, why and, would you do that? Right? Anyone listening, if you follow like Kathleen Kennedy or Ryan Johnston on Twitter, I mean, they make public statements. And if you don't like their movie, they'll call you. A bigot or a uh, feminist or I mean, strange. A, a, a misogynist. It's really bizarre. I cannot believe this. Uh, and this is a this is like a a thing happening within comic books and the arts in general, where uh, these people aren't inoculated from critique. You have to you have to develop a, a rhinoceros skin and take that critique and either disregard it because you think it's invalid, or say, hey, thank you for your time. And uh, I'll consider it, or I appreciate your feedback, or whatever. You just don't 
antagonize people. Or you just say, you know, that's a that's a, a good idea, except that I didn't want to take the movie that way. Yeah. Yeah, there's an appropriate okay, response for just, people that have yeah. critiques for you. Yeah, that's the way you keep fans. <laughs> and build build more, yeah. That's way. All right, if you're thinking about claiming your Social Security benefits, you want to stop right now and think about this. You could be on the verge of making an irreversible mistake that could cost you tens of thousands of dollars. That decision could trigger an avalanche of taxes and double your Medicare premiums. Uh, you could avoid this by attending an educational maximizing Social Security class on Friday, July the 13th, hosted by David Lucas of David Lucas Show right here on 101.1 The Answer. The uh, workshop makes claiming your benefits simple and easy. Registration is just 18 bucks, includes a 34-page workbook, Maximizing Your Social Security Benefits. So if you saved $100,000 for retirement, call 501-653-6690. You'll want to do that today because seating is very limited. 501-653-6690 or visit davidlucasfinancial.com. All right, back with you. Dave Ellswick Show. When we, uh, we've got about four minutes so we can start talking about this. This is a big story. This is off of Breitbart today. Um and I'm sure some other people have already reported on it as well. President Donald Trump was standing in front of a gaggle of report. Okay, so is that what you call a, a group of reporters now, a gaggle? Yeah. Is that the official term? That's okay. It. So it was a gaggle of reporters today. I thought that was the noise they made when he finally got a hold of them. Might <laughs> be. Listen to this, Russ. I don't know if you've heard this or not. He said that he will, quote, probably... Support efforts by Senator Cory Gardner, Republican of Colorado, to end the federal ban on marijuana in states that have legalized it. Mm -hmm. I support Senator Gardner, the president said before departing for the G7 summit in Canada, as quoted by the Los Angeles Times. I know exactly what he's doing. We're looking at it, but I probably will end up supporting that. Uh, yes. Trump saying hard line against drugs in March. He proposed that the death penalty be made available in prosecutions of drug traffickers. Earlier this year, AG Jeff Sessions reversed an Obama era policy of not enforcing the federal marijuana ban in states that had voted to legalize the drug for medicinal or recreational use, allowing federal prosecutors in each state to use their own discretion. In response to that decision, Gardner threatened to hold up future nominations for positions in the Department of Justice. He backed down after he said Trump had agreed not to interfere in states that had legalized the drug and said privately that he would support Gardner's legislation. What you guys think? I think it's a very wise move, personally. I mean, I don't think it should be surprising for anybody uh, that watched Trump's rallies in his uh, 20. Uh, 16 election campaign he mentioned this several times that he was uh he was maybe not pro pro marijuana use obviously uh because uh, trump is not a drug user never has been or an alcohol user um but having he, he, i remember him saying this in the rally uh, or in a rally or two that he knows people personally where the use of this in a medicinal way has improved their quality of life. Uh, so, and I think when he talks about drug traffickers, 
because uh, what the media does is it confuses one thing with another. Right? Yeah. Uh, and then they try to obfuscate his statements and, and uh, he's talking, muddy up he's what talking he's talking stuff about heroin, heroin opioids. And yeah, the stuff that's really, really that's killing, killing people. people. Killing people I know, killing people in my hometown that I grew up in. Uh, it's really hurting people, right? Is it? Where did you grow up? I grew up in Saline County. Oh, in Saline County. Okay. Yeah. Were you in Bryant or Benton? Benton. Okay. Yeah, went to Benton schools. Man, Benton, it's on fire. Uh-oh. Not, I mean, <laughs> nobody said I'm on fire. I mean, it was just on fire down there. They're growing like yeah. crazy down there. Yeah, it's a nice place to live. Had it was the mayor a good on a few weeks ago. Had a good yeah. time to talk with him. We Yeah, I, you had a really good public school when I grew up. So and I, I think they built a new building. It looks great. But we're, we're kind of getting off topic. Yeah, Tim, but we'll Tim, come back. You Tim, you hold on. Okay. Because we got to take the news. When we come back, Tim Lemma tell us what he thinks about Trump saying that you know, he's not going to get involved with states that are, of course, have already made medicinal marijuana legal or recreational marijuana legal. And you got cities now. I mean, Detroit's talking about making marijuana legal. All right. News. And then we're back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Right. I'm back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm learning stuff here, man. I am. I'm going to have to well, try we're learning this. from you. <laughs> well, that just look. If there's anybody who will figure out how to make money from something, the porn industry will. We were talking about something totally unrelated to the last topic, but porn is the number one thing viewed on the Internet. The number one thing. Not cat videos? Yeah, or baby videos, neither of those. They run a distant second, Hmm. I guess, but no. Yeah, porn does huge, huge, huge business. It's kind huge. of scary. Yeah. Yeah. The president would say huge. That's yeah. right. All right. Speaking of the president, let's go back to the topic that we were dealing with. And that was uh, a simple one. And the president has said that he could get behind uh, Senator, uh, I think it was Gardner, Gardner uh, out of Colorado, of passing a law basically saying that the federal government would stay out of state rights issues, kind of. This is a Tenth Amendment thing, I believe. Uh, But uh, for medicinal and recreational marijuana in the states that they've legalized. And so they're not going to, you know, you know, loose the the dogs of the, you know, judiciary uh, against them. That's what he's saying that he will do. So we were talking about that and Mitch had, had said what he thought, so now it's Dr. Tim Lim to say what he has to say. I mean, I agree with Mitch. If you've listened to his rallies, he's a big proponent of states' rights, letting the states decide on how they want to do things, so there shouldn't really be any surprise from anyone. Um, I think the one thing that surprises me is that anytime news like this happens, which I'd be very surprised to see how the media decides to spin it, but we talked about it, or Mitch brought it up, where they're probably going to spin it into conflating drugs with um, marijuana use and getting the lines blurred in between, but they always have a conniption fit whenever he says something that he has said that he's going to do during the campaign. And I know during the campaign, he was a big proponent of letting states decide and not really interfering with that. As president, he has not really come up with any new legislation. He's all about reinforcing pre existing law. And um, as a person who does not consume alcohol or drugs, 
uh, I think people would be would be really hard pressed to pin that on him. I think I think the public, by and large, is pretty savvy in terms of what he says and what he means by what he says. So, um, luckily, as far as like um, the opinion on marijuana use is concerned, I don't really have to opine on that because this is an issue of is he doing something new or is he doing simply what he said or he promised he would do during the 2016 um, campaign and election. And so uh, no surprise here. All right. I don't have any surprise either. And I think that a lot of uh, uh, governments, both state and local governments, if they can do something within their state with it without breaking the state law that, brings down the power of the state on them, uh, are going to make these uh, decisions. I mean, that Detroit came out this week and said that they're going to legalize mar- uh, recreational marijuana. Well, the other problem with uh, – so I, I take trips to Colorado. My buddy lives in Durango, so I, I go out there almost once a year. It's a great, great town. Uh, but you go to Colorado and you, you, you kind of – well, you see how it doesn't really affect the community in many ways. Let me ask you a question. Durango is kind of a – a silver city, right? It's yeah, where they uh, had yeah. silver mills and yeah, stuff. Yeah, uh, kind of south uh, west of the San Juan Mountains. I can't quite place it, but yeah, that's where Silverton is, and the train would roll out of the mountains down into Durango, and then from Durango they'd uh, put it like on. It would make its way to the Arkansas River, and then the silver would you know be transported. Uh, in other that's right. The Arkansas but Record River is I, up there. I wonder how many, uh, how much of this issue has to do with uh, banking as well, because. In Colorado, uh, because the banks are federally regulated, uh, you can only spend cash at the pot stores. Correct. And so the they cannot – these are unbankable companies. These shops are unbankable. The growers are unbankable. That's why they so can't they go get on, a small business loan. Exactly. And they sit on pallets and pallets and pallets of cash with armed guards – in Colorado, guarding their marijuana cash, and they and they can't. Sounds bank. like the old west again. Doesn't it, it? Does, I love it. it does in a way. It's kind of it's kind of awesome. Uh, the visual of it and the kind of uh, the sort of romance is a sort of romance to it. Like you're taking this big yeah. risk and you're you're breaking federal law, but the state is cool with it. There is the the the, the foundation of a great movie. I think in so. what you just said. But I, go yeah, ahead. My my gears are turning. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. No. I think. Uh, I think. That in in part is some of it, right? Because this is just probably. I mean, once more states start to do this, this is just going to be billions and billions and billions of dollars in cash just sitting around, and that. Uh, wow. Yeah the 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 rules have to change so that the banks can um, utilize that that revenue then obviously to to perform lending and and do regular banking activities that will benefit the economy. All right, so. That's kind of interesting. I didn't think that there's that much money of it. I'm just telling you, I thought that would make a great movie. Mm-hmm. That would make a great movie. Yeah. Sandra Bullock, are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> Ocean's Nine. I'm just saying. Uh, I was just sitting here. I'm, I'm, I, my mind is a whirl. All right. What what what, what is that uh, from um, Blazing Saddles when he says, "My mind is a whirl." Teddy Lamar. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's kind of how I am right now because you've been talking about your buddy who's doing this YouTube stuff. Yeah, Ethan Vansgyver. And I'm thinking, what could I do? I mean, I I do this for a living. Surely 
I could do something. There's something you could do on the internet, Dave. That I'm would entertain saying, millions of people. I, I'm just without I, taking your clothes off. I'm all, yeah, yeah. You should. What I'm, you should do is this. So um, I was actually listening to um, Michael Savage last night, and he actually fielded the same question. And he said, and someone called in and said, you should do a Michael Savage uncensored, where you go on YouTube, you do your same show like uh, one night a week for an hour and a half, yeah. and you just speak off the cuff. I might try that. And people throw money that. at you. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the way that they you get the money is kind of interesting to me. And that's all right. So I brought porn up uh, because porn's been doing this for years. People, that doesn't mean that I'm <laughs> doing this. All right. You got to understand. I, I check out on stuff all the time. I'm looking at something right now that I have nothing to do with. And I'm, I was thinking that I'd like to kind of talk about the future is not as bleak as you might think or is it, you know, kind of thing, because I'm looking about how everybody's going to have a drone and we'll have a police state. But anyway, the porn industry, women have been empowering themselves in the porn industry for years and years and years. I remember when I was at WIBC, I had a woman on uh, that worked for Vivid. And what she did is she left Vivid and went on to the Internet at that time, which was just so new back in the 90s. Mm -hmm. And you could log on, join her in her room, chat room or whatever, and uh, she would chat you up. She would uh, offer certain services over, over line, and you paid with, quote, tokens that you bought mm -hmm. when you were coming on and i i had her on my show to talk about this to for people to understand what was kind of going on she was making and this was down in the mid 90s now she was making nearly half a million dollars a year mm -hmm. doing this because you know the old adage sex sells folks sex sells i'm just saying it that that's the reason there's so many porn sites i'm just telling you but uh all that happened here is it sounds like other people yeah. have taken that idea and 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 taken it as i said legit right so youtube what youtube is offering now so if you do live streams and so i'm going to start doing this on on my youtube channel i have renamed my channel uh the last comic book artist and uh, Tim's going to be on with me in the morning at 10 o'clock on Saturday morning. Oh, very and we're cool. going to start hosting our own live streams along with our co-writer, Mark Pellegrini. So Ethan Van Skyver. i got to give Pellegrini on. I yeah, want to talk you got to talk to Mark, the horror guy. He's, he knows everything. So uh, my buddy Ethan Van Skyver has a, has a former DC comic book artist. Um, we've talked about him on the show before. Yep. Uh, he has a YouTube channel. He started, I would say, maybe four months ago. Maybe. Uh, it's it he has built up uh he's a showman he has built up an audience of nearly 60,000 subscribers to his youtube channel wow. and he live streams two or three times a day sometimes uh and he critiques uh, star wars movies and kind of taps into uh the uh, the fan angst uh, against some of the poor storytelling decisions that they're making he talks a little bit about comic books uh, advertises his current uh, Indiegogo campaign for Cyber Frog, which everybody needs to check out. We're going to talk. Cyber we're going to talk more about Frog. this. I want to talk about our Indiegogo campaigns that are that are occurring now and in the future. 
Uh, but in these live streams and live chats, he's the host, and uh, there's a running chat log. If you've never been on YouTube, there's a running chat log on the right-hand side of your page on YouTube. And he can read your comments. You can see your comments. But if you send him five bucks, it highlights your comment, and it's called a super chat. And so you send five bucks. Uh, YouTube will just, you know, sends him the, the check at the end of the month, and it highlights the comment, and he'll read your comment out. So as you, you know, as you give more in, in patronage, right, or you want your comment called out or you want to contribute to the discussion definitively, uh, then he'll read your comment out and you get the uh, he gets the pleasure of you get everyone gets the pleasure of having this sort of um, audience engagement and host interaction with the audience. And it's, it actually turns out to be a really cool experience, especially with somebody like Ethan, who's you know, he's pretty fast on his feet and hilarious. So the audience really gets into it and they have a big uh, they have a big laugh. Okay, so do you time. answer these special questions on the air? Or do you send back later? No, no, no it's, it's, it's live. all live, so he yeah. can okay. see it. So, like, you're, if you send five bucks on a super chat, it's highlighted for for Ethan to read, and it'll like highlight it in red or green. Um, and if all it's right. and if and if you send it more, like say ten or fifteen or even fifty or a hundred dollars, it has like a countdown bar. So it takes your comment and puts it at the very top of the chat roll, and the more you give, the more you've donated or more you've the contributed, longer the longer. Exactly. So that your your highlight your your the link to your channel, your name, and all that kind of stuff uh, is up there for a longer period of time, right? Just to say that oh, I I'm a big supporter of this channel and this conversation and whatnot. It's a really cool thing. I've been on uh, or I've watched uh, Ethan do some live chats where people have donated hundreds of dollars. Five hundred. Yeah. Yeah. He's gotten five hundred dollar. I hate to call them donations. There's a couple. They're super chats. And like you said. This guy's doing twenty k a month. Is that right, or more? He's he's killing it. I mean, you can you can sit there and, and add it up and and if and, you're if you're Mister Tax, uh, yeah. Well, it, it, I should keep my mouth shut. It'll be it, uh, YouTube cuts the check, so I, okay. I, it's got to be on your uh, your W whatever yeah, they are nine yeah W uh, nines. Um, but yeah, you can. I, I would. Just go in and check out his channel. It's called Comic Artist Pro Secrets, and uh, and and watch some of his live streams. Watch him roast Star Wars. It's hilarious. Okay, and and it's a cool. I think it's kind of maybe where radio might be going in many ways. It won't replace radio because it's kind of hard to do in your car. Yeah, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, but for people that are home or on a computer, it's kind of a. And you're already a radio fan, then doing these uh, YouTube live streams is 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 kind of like the next. Well, I kind of like the idea of, of getting on for ninety minutes, and I don't have to hold back. Although YouTube might take me off the air. I, well, don't, I don't know. I don't think so. No. Pe- no. people say some pretty racy things. No, and, okay, yeah. yeah, all right. We could call it Dave Ellswick undressed <laughs> <laughs> and the better part about it is this after it's done you can either <laughs> you heard Russ. i heard rust in the background no no <laughs> you can publish it live uh-huh. uh, as soon as soon as the stream is over or you can not ever show it again and some people they like being able to speak off the cuff and they'll say some pretty racy things but after it's done it's done That's you can't done. see it anymore Nobody storing it? No, no. I mean, it's stored in a secret. not storing it. <laughs> Somebody, yeah. You never know with the internet these days. It's nothing, nothing's ever truly deleted. As far as all that In my goes. opinion. So always be on your best behavior. All right, let's get a break in. We'll come back. I got a book to give away. Let's do that right now. 
Uh, this is for the uh, the book club, Dave Ellswick uh, Regnery Book Club. Uh, Larry Elder, who you hear on uh, this station right after my show, has got a brand new book out uh, dealing with his father. It's called A Lot Like Me, A Father and Son's Journey to Reconciliation. And uh, I've heard I've heard good things about this. And, of course, this is a good time to do this because a week from Sunday is Father's Day. Uh, Matt Overstreet. Matt Overstreet, you are the winner. Congratulations on that. And if you want to be part of my book club, all you have to do is very simple. Go to, uh, of course, uh, 101.1 FM, the answer dot com. Uh, go up uh, into the, uh, the that little special word area. Type in book. It'll take you to the page. Fill it out. And uh, we draw a name on Friday. It's that simple. And you can be part of my book club. All right, back with you. Shane Stacks wants to join us. Hey, Shane, what's up, brother? Man, I'll tell you what. I miss one geek panel, and you guys turn into a bunch of bacon, granola munching, hippy dippy potheads telling everyone <laughs> that porn is the best thing on the internet. No, right now. I did not say that. Porn. Now, now you're, sound, you're sounding like the mainstream media covering Trump. Yeah, yeah. Just you, saying, just you just took everything out of context. No, oh, oh no, 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 no. You guys, you guys buy. <laughs> Shane sounds I'm like he's saying, stoned right now. I don't know about you guys. I'm saying that pornography is the most watched thing it on is. the internet. You're obviously endorsing it. Obviously. Oh, okay. All so, right. Yeah. I guess I am then. So, you guys are like Spicoli coming out of the van in Fast Times at Richmond High. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Spicoli. Hey, hey, Shane, we're, I your, love it. we're yours burning. We were actually talking about you during yes, the, we the were. break. No, we were. Well, why no, aren't they, you they doing? Were... The, why aren't you doing this YouTube channel stuff, man? Your show lends itself. I do. I do YouTube stuff. No, no. What I mean is this: we were talking about how there was that one night when I was on the Umbrella Guys stream, and then Mitch showed up, and then you showed up, and we had ourselves oh, yeah. a we had a grand yeah. old time. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I do I, doing YouTube live or Twitch live is hard for me, just given the dynamic of of my life. But yeah, live YouTube stuff is great. I mean, you know, you can get a lot of you can get a lot of fun going, and the ones I've done, you know, people will show up to. You're like. You just go live and you don't even announce it, and people just start coming in. It's kind of weird. So, uh, but yeah, I was, I was, uh, I think I talked to Tim about this. The, the diversity in comics guy that does Jawbreakers, uh, he had done a, a live stream two or three weeks ago. Uh, and, and it was right when all of the craziness was going on and Mark weighed this and blah, blah, blah. And his phone overheated and died in the middle of the stream. And everyone thought he he got he, everyone thought he got swatted. <laughs> so they thought the SWAT team had come in, and uh, I mean his his the chat room went nuts. It can get it can get really strange. Yeah, it's the so I, other, uh, go ahead. Go go ahead. I was going to say other than uh, advocating uh, massive amounts of recreational drug use and pornography, what else have you guys been talking about today? Well, we'll t- we'll tell you about it after we do the news. Machine guns guarding pallets of cash? Yeah, yep, out in okay. Colorado, I'm just telling you. <laughs> we can talk about that, and I want to talk about this is the week that the drone surveillance state became real. I want to talk about American dream. I want to talk about that as well, but I'm just telling you, the future is not as dystopian as what everybody thinks it's going to be. Here is the news. All right, back. Yeah, that's the, that's the key to this new Halloween movie. We were just watching the new Halloween trailer coming out in October. October 19th, 40 years to the day 
that the original Halloween was released. That's right. such a great movie. Mm-hmm. It was such a, that, 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 that's an iconic. It's as old as me. Seminal movie. All right. Been around for, I mean, that, Friday the 13th, you know, those are movies that really launched the slasher genre. Then you had uh, some of Craven's stuff with Last House on the Left and uh, the one that they were out in the uh, the desert. The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, The Hills Have Eyes and all, and all of that. Shane Stacks is still with us on, on the telephone. Glad to have him along. Yeah, the new Halloween trailer is out, Shane. Yeah, I saw the uh, the clip. It looked like Jamie Lee was just doing like a rifleman action with that that the, the 30-06 six that she's got. Yeah, I'm assuming she was shooting at Michael. And don't think that I, I didn't catch up on the you're sending subliminal messages about this pornography stuff. I say <laughs> seminal. I got Dave. I'm on to you. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. All of it. All of the social yeah. justice warriors can now start talking about it. Yeah. My white now, privilege I, that I yeah, use on the air every day. You cis male, CIS male, you filthy thing, you. <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, yeah, I'm a big I've, I've, I'm a big Halloween fan. Now, you know, of course, the longer it kept going, the sillier it got, you know, as a lot of movie franchises do. But the first couple of Halloweens are excellent. No, um, one and two are fantastic. Yeah. Both of them are great. Yeah. I, I was, when I was much younger, I was concerned that Halloween 2 would be just crap. It yeah. was not. In fact, I would, I could make the case that Halloween 2 was better than Halloween. It's, it's a different, it's, it's a really a different kind of movie because you start the movie knowing, you know what I mean? It's like, it, it's, it's like it, it picks up right after, uh, yeah, you they know, they immediately yeah. they immediately yeah. release Michael on people. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, they go to the, you know they're in the hospital and all that. Yeah, it, it's a different different kind of movie. But what's interesting, uh, I, I didn't find out till just the last couple of years. I had Alan Howarth on Shane plays actually, who worked closely with John Carpenter. In fact, John Carpenter recorded the Halloween music in Alan's studio. And then Alan did the music for like Big Trouble in Little China and Halloween Two and Christine and mm-hmm. you know worked with John Carpenter on that. But anyway, you know how they did Halloween Three and they did Season of the Witch. Oh God! Uh, I thought they were just trying <laughs> to cash in on the name. The original intention for the Halloween series was to be an anthology series of movies with each one being different. Uh, so they were like, okay, Michael Myers is dead. You know, we burned him to a crisp. Now we do Season of the Witch. Season of the Witch bombed. You know, people didn't like it as much, so they begrudgingly that, went that's, back to the that's, Michael Myers stuff. That's being nice yeah. to put it that way. People didn't <laughs> like it as much. Yeah. You know, like they, yeah, did, yeah. they hated it. <laughs> yeah. So they didn't want to go back. You know, they didn't want to go back to Michael Myers originally, but that's what everybody wanted. Yes. I don't think of course, he's the most, he's be. the iconic figure of evil. Of course, that's what we wanted to come back. I wish they would make a new... Uh, time. It's time to relaunch Freddy, I believe. I mean, really relaunch him, and maybe even bring Robert Eglin back. I mean, I, he can still do it. I, yeah, I saw him at a convention last year, and he's he's, he's up fit. for it. Yeah, he's he's fit. He's up for it. I think nothing um, against Haley. I thought he did all right. Haley did a fantastic job, and in fact, I you know Mark and I had talked about that movie. Um, where we think it failed, whereas we think the recent 
reboot of Friday the 13th actually did much, much better was that one thing about Freddy Krueger is that he still has to be likable. There has to be a degree to which you like him as the boogeyman. You like yeah. him as the villain. And in the, the new Nightmare on Elm Street movie, they almost made him too evil where he's he does something in the movie, which I don't want to spoil. And I don't think I can say on the air anyway. Yeah. But he does something that's so despicable in that movie that you can't even like him. You're, you're really yeah. glad that he's gone at the end. Um, so you're going to have to need you're going to have to have someone who can match the tonality of Freddy Krueger while also having a storyline that presents him as a danger. But and you got to give him all those great one liners. Correct. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's Robert like had good car- ones. He's almost like a carny or a carnival master. He's kind of creepy but entertaining right. at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, you know? So yeah, here's some trivia. Which by the way, let me just stop, let me oh, stop ahead. you just yeah. for a second, uh, Shane, to tell you that. Yeah. Mitch Breitweiser is finding this this part of the show so entertaining <laughs> that he's spending all of his time on his phone. That's right. Yeah, I don't yeah, know anything probably, about Halloween. I'm sorry. He's, prob- he's probably talking with the uh, the lovely uh, Betty Breitweiser, who evidently just did an overnight coloring job, uh, and he, he took her out to celebrate. I, I, I'm guessing he took her to Waffle House, but I don't know where he actually <laughs> took her. So, uh, But, yeah, he was bragging on his wife and, and on – I think it was on Twitter. We had a rare Betty Brightweiser sighting. I yeah. saw, I think I saw some stuff from her from Instagram and yeah. uh, this latest series that she's been working on. Um, Killer Be Killed? Is Killer Be Killed. Yeah, it's they, over. They put it away. They put it to bed finally. Yeah. And she said, now on to, and it excited me when she said this, Batman. Yeah, she's doing Batman yeah. with Lee Weeks, uh, who's a legendary artist. And Lee's probably. Uh, one of the most talented guys in comics in the last 30 years like without a doubt and he's he's going to be doing yeah, some batman good. stuff and All he's right. one of the nicest right. guys too he's so nice he's too nice All right now go ahead F- finish up what you're gonna say <laughs> uh, i think i had some trivia oh well, I did, <laughs> now i did ask uh betty on twitter if she's heard of the foreign ripoff that they did of killer be killed called liver be lived and I, it's out there. It's in Poland, and it's selling like hotcakes. So you, they should probably put their lawyers on that. Uh, are you, are you, are you for yeah. real? No. Oh. <laughs> live or be I can't live. tell when this guy's a, this guy's such a prankster. Yeah. I can't. I can't yeah. tell. Yeah, live or be lived. Like, sounds like, like a James you. Bond movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Betty, did you see the foreign ripoff? Live or be lived, and she <laughs> gave it a like on Twitter or whatever. So, um, but uh, yeah, no, the trivia. This is she's like, who, who is trivia. this guy that wants to take me to Waffle House and keeps yeah. Yeah. <laughs> telling hey, lame jokes it, on the internet? <laughs> when I used to finish a big website project, I would go to Waffle House because I love Waffle House. But the secret is, you never order a waffle at Waffle House. You get the ham and cheese omelet plate with double order a hash brown, and if the chili's fresh, you get some chili all up on your hash browns, and it's delicious. But anyway. Here's the trivia. Nightmare on Elm Street trivia. The Go. very first Nightmare on Elm Street. Who was the ended up being a very big star, uh, but he he was the character that got sucked down into the bed. Johnny Depp. And all the, Johnny Depp, right. I so got there goes, You don't remember yeah. me telling you the story I was punking everybody on my show because we showed Nightmare on Elm Street and I told everybody Johnny Depp was going to be at the movie. Oh, it was like a cardboard cutout or something. No, no, I had uh, I had a stool and a bucket full of red water right, in front right. of a microphone <laughs> at the theater, <laughs> <laughs> and the place was packed. 
thinking that Johnny Depp was going to be Depp there. Was going to be there. And uh, yeah. I just had him after he'd been spewed out of the mattress. That was all. <laughs> well, you're lucky you didn't get sucked down in the crowd <laughs> in a bunch of blood. Yeah, you're you know? right. It, it got kind of yeah. ugly there for a moment before the movie right. started. We'll let you go, buddy. Okay. Well, we appreciate gonna, it. Oh, yeah, when it. you're coming on, right? When when Tell everybody when your show's going to be on. Are you talking to me? I'm talking to you. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, These guys don't have shows. Have, you do. Yeah, well, I was, well, for a second, I, was, I, I couldn't tell if you're... Okay, anyway. Uh, yeah, <laughs> 1 o'clock tomorrow, Shane Plays, right here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. Dude, that's a terrible promotion. Who you got on? Oh, uh, it's... Uh, we're talking... There's a, a very cool new... Uh, thanks for the constructive crit- criticism in the in, in front of the millions of listeners. By the way, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, no, it's it's there's a new uh, Dungeons and Dragons book out that's very cool, and I've gotten I'm, I've gotten to interview um, uh, a couple of the the people that are you know higher up on the team. They were great interview, a lot of fun, uh, and and one of them is Kate Welch, who's also if if there's mega nerds out there, she's on the uh, the Acquisitions Incorporated C team, and they do the uh, uh, the streaming, the live streaming of Dungeons and Dragons. That's very popular right now. Live streaming playing Dungeons and Dragons, huh? It's huge. It's ridiculously huge right now. Okay, like now are you are you, a geek? Go ahead. Are you sure you're not min- mixing this up with Stranger Things? No, I'm not. <laughs> no, no, it's 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 crazy. Even as a geek, I'm like, this is preposterous how popular this is. I mean, there's like they dress up in costumes and they they play D and D and people watch it and and like millions of people watch it. Wow, I'm not joking. People Go need to up. get a life, man. I'm just it's telling huge, you, man. It's huge. Go look up Critical Role. I mean, it's it's crazy. I'll check. I'll check that out. And uh, here in a couple right. of weeks, we'll get you back on the show. Okay, was that better? Was that a better promo? Yeah, you did. That okay. was that was a very good promo there at the okay. end. That was good. All right, you, you guys have fun. All right, Shane. Talk to you later. And Shane Stacks here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Take a final break. We'll come back and finish it up with Mitch and uh, Tim and myself here on the Dave Ellswick Show on a Friday. All right, back with you. Dave Ellswick Show. And uh, Mitch, here we are at the very end of the show. We got important information to give you and we got even big and, and we're going to do this several times uh over the next few months because i don't want you to forget about this mitch okay yeah so we are uh, it, dave's been talking about our red rooster project and our futurist project uh, for months and months now well elizabeth and i uh, and our co-writer mark pellegrini of thump and uh, black hops fame are going to be launching our red rooster indiegogo crowdfunding campaign Either towards the end of July or early in August, we are laying the groundwork for this right now. So we are uh, really, really excited about it, and we are counting on the Dave Ellswick audience. Okay, to come so now you got to tell everybody what's an Indiegogo thing. Okay, Indiegogo is basically you've heard of Kickstarter, which is kind of it's 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 these internet crowdfunding mechanisms or, or websites where you can. Uh, launch a product or a comic book or uh, a video game or any number of projects that you would like to. Uh, it's like kind of doing a pre-sale. So we're going to offer, you'll get a signed copy of the comic book, which is going to be an extended length, 48-page plus comic book. We're going to offer offer other packages, which is like maybe a, a poster uh, or an original uh, piece of artwork or a, a sketch inside the comic book by me. 
uh, maybe a, a, a color print by Elizabeth or uh, wow. any number, maybe even Red Rooster sodas, if I can make it happen, like we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier. Uber Fizz. Uber Fizz of Red Rooster. Yes. Yeah, so uh, um, there's going to be all these kind of packages that you can buy into. And it's basically what we're, it's a pre-sale of our uh, comic book. And the idea is, is that everybody gets enthused, the public shows its support. And then we're able to take these funds and use them to. Uh, we're going all, all of it's going to get invested back into the business in publishing other books like the Futurists, uh, which we may have some very exciting news about as well later this summer. Very very yeah. cool. Turn my turn my camera on over here, would you? There, oh man, all right. Personal appeal. I want you to get involved with this. All right. You know, we always talk about helping uh, you know folks do things here in Central Arkansas. Here's uh, and something that you can really get involved with. I mean, you get the, the comic or, you know, pay a little bit more and, and get something really, really cool out of it. And I think this is going to be a big, big freaking deal, to be honest with you. So get in on the ground level and uh, let's launch this the way it should be launched. Uh, we'll keep reminding you about this. Now, how you can help today is there's a lot of you watching the show today here on on, on uh, Facebook Live, share it with all your friends. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, share it with all your friends. And if you want to get an idea of what Indiegogo is about, go check out my buddy Ethan Van Skyver. We were talking about Ethan earlier. Yes. So he's running a campaign right now for his Cyberfrog book, and he's bringing back his character Cyberfrog, which is a character he had in the in the mid nineties. And okay. so he has he hasn't he's been working for Marvel and DC for twenty five years and has sort of let Cyberfrog go. Well, now that he's uh, independent again. Uh, he is going to be doing. He is doing Cyberfrog, and again, doing a forty-eight page plus special and offering all these packages. So go to Indiegogo and uh, search for Cyberfrog, uh, and he's got an awesome campaign going. I think he's raised over one hundred and sixty or one hundred and seventy k in the first week. Okay, so we are Indy, we are I N D Y yeah Indiegogo like go go dancer dot com yeah dot com and check out Cyberfrog and and Red Rooster is going to be a very much like Cyberfrog in terms of what you can get. So I would recommend go fund Cyberfrog, build up the anticipation for our Red Rooster project, buy buy Timothy Lim's Black Hops. We're we are revitalizing, restoring, and revolutionizing the comic book business. That is our mission. That's yeah, our goal uh, right now. Let's put it this way: these guys should have T-shirts that say "Non SJW." <laughs> yeah we're just it's just fun books fun there's, books. there's no yeah, that's right. they're not they're not political no, no ulterior there, yeah there's no propaganda motive other than to entertain you and show you a great time and show people uh that comics can be made great again all right so i don't have to worry about having a rabbit show up that's transgender right no not at all <laughs> now but he may be spayed or neutered he might that, be spayed or neutered <laughs> yeah exactly and he might be very patriotic but yeah, that's, you go. that's what you can expect that's that's great okay indiegogo.com that's where you need to go yep. indy i-n-d-y-g-o-g-o.com i-n-d-i-e i-e indy like see i grew up outside of indianapolis music i-n-d-y I N D E. Okay, gotcha. D I E. Gotcha. Okay. That's it. Yeah. I won't get lost. I'll go to it tonight. Yeah. Check yeah. it out. I with your the, friend, Cyberfrog. Cyberfrog. And see yeah. how it's working with him. Yeah. He's, right. he's killing it. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's good. Should be, you should be able to kill it. No, I mean, we, we are going to kill it. all of the yeah. fantastic background you have. I mean, people who've listened now for the times that you've been on understand. See, I'm afraid you're going to. 
both of you guys are going to become very, 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 very successful. And then my just getting a hold of you in the middle of the week saying, no. hey, you want to come on? No, you we'll say, always come back. Mm, don't have time, no, Dave. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I, we know we, your audience is going to come out and support our Red Rooster campaign on Indiegogo. And for that, we, we I will always come on your show. The big, the big thing is this. Share the video. Just share it. Yeah. And people who know who Mitch is from his Captain America stuff and and uh, Drax and what uh, what Tim's done and his teenage Ninja Turtle stuff and all the rest, they're gonna they're gonna go. I want to be part of that. I want to yep. be a part of something just getting off the ground. This is gonna lead into, I think, a whole new publishing house. If our campaigns are successful, there could be very very big things ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a lot under my hat. Uh, I know. So we're going to reveal some things over the coming months he on your show. Wear a hat. <laughs> That's yeah. how big it is. I That's mean, how yeah. big. Yeah. You can't go. wear a hat because you can't keep it under it. That's right. There's not enough room there. My head's too big. You'd be like uh, Abraham Lincoln and Dosecki. <laughs> All right. To finish it up today, let's talk about stupid things that companies do. <laughs> All right. I mean, stu- you may. I think Tim's, you know Tim's ready to go. You may already know what I'm going to say. I might. Let's All see. right. Just this week, it has been announced oh, that yeah. IHOP yeah. is going to change their name. It's to brilliant. IHOP. I love it because you're talking about it. It's already the and they're calling it the worst marketing decision ever, which means it's the best. Okay. We're, well, no, I'm not saying it's the worst. I I think it's good. The the initial getting me to talk about it. Okay, I get that. I talked about New Coke. It still did not it did not <laughs> was not successful. All right. Yeah. I why? What's the B stand for? I still say breakfast. Breakfast. Okay, because yeah. that's why you go to IHOP. Yeah. Is, but sixty years yeah. you've been IHOP. But I don't get. I see this on Twitter because I'm on Twitter a lot lately at, at M Brightweiser. You can follow me on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, and that's where, uh, you know, I'm doing a lot of stuff and a lot of engagement. So I've been seeing for the last few days people saying that this is the worst marketing decision ever. And I'm like, don't you know that when you tweet that, you are making it the best marketing decision ever? And it's it, it's, it's hilarious. I, I think it's I think they're going to succeed. Well, we'll see. Is this going to be a permanent change or is this just a gimmick? That's stunt? what I that's what I keep wondering. Are they saying? We we heard your cries. We'll stay IHOP. Yeah, probably. Now, but that, you've been talking about that it. That would get. I would understand that being a good marketing campaign. Changing your brand after sixty years from IHOP to IHOB. I don't know. <laughs> Not for sure about that one. Just just saying. Well, I mean, why say Coke? Let's call it uh, nasal candy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, come on. I mean, I don't. I, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Tim, Tim, what, what were your yeah, uh, what, company what, mistakes? What was what your you company think? mistake? You, you seemed ready to rock. I thought we were going to tie it into comics, but oh, okay. <laughs> well, one thing that Mitch brings up is this idea that when people start talking about it, sometimes that's that's the goal of it. So yeah. actually, I guess uh, we're coming up against something here, but. Uh, what I want to talk about, I don't think I'm going to give this person the exposure that they need. So no. I'm actually not going to talk Comic about Comic book companies right. making bad decisions. That's what, what else it is. is new? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. We're done. Mitch, thank you. Tim, thank you for coming on. Remember what I always tell you on Friday. God gave you a whole week of life. Surely you can give him an hour on Sunday to find out what he has to say to you. I'll see you on Monday, 2 o'clock here on the Dave Ellswick Show. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.